taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Hey, it's a motherfucking fade podcast. You one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City. The fuck is up? What up, what up, what up? Yo, I was born in the 90s. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was born. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim the 80s. You're 89, right? Yeah. yeah claim you, gotta, you gotta claim. That's literally when you were born. It's, it's yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> uh, it was the last four months of 1989. <laughs> yeah, it still includes you. Don't worry. Well, you're I, 80s, I, baby. I was there. Yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You saw some things. Reaganomics. Yeah. You, you felt the record, record you heat waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an 80s baby. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, but before we started uh, recording this podcast, we were talking about. 90s rap versus music today, right? Now, just to be perfectly clear to everybody listening, we're not those people who are like, oh, you know, hip hop back in the day was better than it is now. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe that at all. Back yeah. in the day, it was a hip hop, hip to the hip to the hip, hip to the hop. No, no, no right? I, I think every every era has its thing, right? Like every era has its club bang yeah. or not, not club bangers uh, but just uh, very popular songs they got, Curtis Blow is yeah. no less in my opinion than uh, Kendrick Lamar no because right? uh, Kendrick Lamar and, and you can't really like you're not really comparing that's like faulting someone for the era in which they were born exactly right like and, and Curtis Blow like if there was no Curtis Blow there would be no Kendrick Lamar I'm not saying that specifically just uh, Curtis Blow, but what I'm saying is, is, if it wasn't for that era, exactly, this era could not exist because yeah. it's it's like building blocks. You build everything built off of one another. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what we were talking about was the vulgarity in the music now. Mostly, so and this conversation started with a video I seen online of uh, a young girl. She had to be maybe like four or five years old, um, and she was like rapping along to a Young Thug song, right? Young Thug, if you don't know who he is, he's a uh, um, one of the more famous rappers uh, coming out of Atlanta at this point in time. Uh, so she, and again, these aren't like you know ABC lyrics. These are uh, gun toting, drug selling, ass shaking, <laughs> murder spree type lyrics, right? And like she was kind of singing along to it. She didn't really know the words, but she knew like the you know more impactful one-liners right or the catchy hook or you know this particular bar and as i was watching the video i was like it's kind of scary and again i have a daughter so you know let's, let's put that out there right um so to me as a parent i'm looking at it as a parent but i'm also taking a step back and looking at the music we used to listen to versus the music that kids are hearing now mm-hmm. I genuinely do believe, like, growing up in the early 90s, right, the music we were exposed to, you know, yes, it was about selling drugs and, you know, fuck the police and NWA and Tupac and Snoop and Eminem, especially Eminem. That shit was crazy <laughs> when he hit. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? But, like, even then, um, a lot of the music still had, like, undertones of, you know, sexual promiscuity or... Uh, violence and things like that. Now it's like very blatantly in your face. Okay. 
uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's much more vulgar now than it used sure. to be. And radio back then, mm-hmm. again, this is hip hop is the number one genre in the world now. In the '90s, hip hop was a growing genre that wasn't playing on as many radio stations as mm-hmm. it is now. And even when it was playing on the radio, it was extremely difficult to get certain songs on, especially the more vulgar songs, the songs about you know violence and brutality and promiscuity and things like that. So. I think the music we grew up on was not as vulgar and as crazy as the music that we're hearing now. These these kids are hearing now. Sure. Uh, there's one or two things that I want to sort of clarify before I, I absolutely demolish you in this conversation. Um, the first is uh, what air like what time periods are we actually working with? Like, what's my cutoff? Where, we're talking where about 1990. Sure. To 1999. Okay. And then 1990, 1999. That's that's what you're going to go with. Anything in the 90s. Anything in the 90s <laughs> to right. cool 2010. Sure to present day cool um okay uh so uh, i think this whole premise that songs are more vulgar now than they were before is completely false if you want to make the argument that they're more direct and to the point meaning that there's no innuendos that you have to fight through then okay there's an argument to be made there but to say blanketly that songs are more vulgar now is a complete falsehood uh, and here's just a few sort of examples to illustrate my point to you, right? What was one of the most popular songs in the 90s from a female uh, group? Salt and Pepper. Uh, push It. Uh, not the one I was even going to go with, but even better. Push It, right? Uh, you're telling me people didn't know what the fuck Push It meant? Like, as a kid, when you're... Push It. Push It real good. Like, you, you're telling me you didn't understand what was going on? To be honest? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay, but you're proving my point. But, for but me. like, but look here. Right. Here are the lyrics, though, right? Can I, can I, can I yo, baby, yo. No, that was a Cameron remix. <laughs> can, um, I, can I? Can no, go I, ahead. Let, let me let me get but, to what I'm hey, saying. Hey, Cameron did kill the pusher remix, so sh- so shout out to Killer Cam. Uh, well, uh, fair enough. Okay, uh, but you you have push it, but then you also have let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about right. The very direct and to the point uh, was this was this song. Uh, by Salt and Pepper, right? Um, okay. But then you can okay, I address no, that no, one? No, no, no. Can I? Can I? Can I, can I please address okay, that I one? Address it. Okay. So let's talk about sex. Was more right? about education. Is that what you're gonna say? Exactly. Okay. It yeah. was bringing. Hey, this is a very well-known thing. Should bring it to the forefront. Should a four-year-old child be singing that though? No. Oh, yeah. but it was now, on the radio and it was playing very heavily, and it's yeah, something it that's heavy catchy rotation. that a four-year-old could easily. So pick up. that same song in 2020, it's. Uh, you know, let's talk about fucking you and your home girl in the back you know, of the Range uh, uh, Rover. But again, but again, right? This goes to what my argument is with you. What did? I, how did I start this by saying, if you're trying to say that, uh, uh, songs in uh, now are more vulgar than they were back then, I, I believe that's a complete falsehood. What I'm trying to say is, is, if if you're talking about if the songs are more direct and to the point, then sure, but it's all about innuendos right so if, if if you're saying uh let's talk about sex baby okay that's not vulgar as in let's fuck right but that's talking you're talking about the same thing though it's not they're not so, two different things so same topic right you know same same premise like back in the 90s there were songs about having sex today there are songs about having sex in the 90s especially again we're talking about what was played on radio what was played on MTV back then there were like as you said innuendo there were like undertones of like sexuality and promiscuity and all those things right sure. um, now 
it's very direct, right? It's far more vulgar and far more graphic, which you hear on the radio. I'd ask you as a kid, what's the difference to you? As a child, right? If you're, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever age you were in the 90s, right? Your, your, Your mind, because you're not yet sexually active, is not perceiving innuendo just yet. You're the, not the perceiving salt, anything. The salt and pepper song, Push It, as a kid when you're hearing that. Or I want to talk about sex. Okay. So I want to talk about sex. You know the song is about sex, right? So th- th- there's that one. But uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Can, let me pause you there on your point. Wait, no. But, but, no, you, no, you, but let, time, me, let me address time. Push no, It. Let no, me address you, Push It, though. Come on. You've been talking for like Let me address Push minutes. It. Okay. okay push right. It. As an adult, you understand what that song is about. As a kid, again, that the sexual innuendo. Push it. You don't but not, really I want to talk about sex. I noticed that you on. want to stay away from I want to have. I no, I, I just said that's very clearly about sex. Exactly. But it was about kind of, it was more so as about kid, education. As a kid, what's the difference? Okay. Before you, you go on. Very big difference. Before you go on. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just run down a list of some of uh, some of the songs that were going in. And, and in this uh, conversation about hip hop. I'm gonna also throw in R&B. Is that is that fair? Is that okay? Um, let's stick with hip hop. I, but I, I don't feel like there's not enough R&B enough. is rhythm and blues. It's but, okay. about love. It's about okay, so, making love and and sex and passion. So but, it's gonna but, be clear but, but to I'm throw saying, those songs in there. But, no, that's a layup. No, no. But what I'm saying to you is, is like uh, there's not enough of a line between especially like in the 90s there's not enough of a line between there's clearly like R&B songs right mm-hmm. but then there's lines that kind of blur the yeah line the 90s hip hop and R&B were but we're gonna stick with hip hop I'm not gonna make this easy for you <laughs> you want me to give you an easy layup no I, I don't want you to give me an uh, easy layup when I'm, I'm, but I'm trying to illustrate my uh, a point to you but it's it's hard to do it when we when we ignore a clear like red flag within the argument like it's 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 hard to do that but okay uh let me try to damn all right well okay okay so what i'm gonna do really quickly right Mm. uh i'm gonna give you some of like the biggest songs of the 90s right sure just to kind of show you where music was at and again yeah a lot of these songs had uh you know references of, of of sex and violence and drug selling and all that stuff in the song but again the vulgarity was not where it is today uh, we had uh, okay, Coolio's so, Gangsta's Paradise we had Busta Rhymes Put Your Hands in the Air Ice Cube It Was a Nice Day Eminem Burst on the Scene With My Name Is Gin and Juice More Money More Problems Nothing But a G Thing California Love I'll Be Missing You um, but the, I'm, I'm trying I, to can I, can I butt in What you? a Man Was Probably in Salt and Pepper sure. was Probably the most sexual song I've seen on this list I, of the biggest hip hop hits from the can, can I can I chime in? Chime the in. only way that that argument can make sense is if you compare it to the top songs currently playing today. What are they? Pull up that list. I don't know. You tell me. Like you're you're the one you you made the list of the top songs from the '90s, right? What are the top songs from the 2000s or 2010s? So I'm gonna pull up um, most iconic rap songs in the past. 10 years right mm-hmm. um, I want to pull up a list not the actual audio so bear with me for a second um, so number one rap songs in the past 10 years fuck just give me a list Google Jesus Christ <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, Empire State of Mind Jay-Z mm-hmm. Bedrock not sexual. Young Money mm-hmm. I Can Make Your Bed Rock yeah, okay, yeah. I, I'll give you that one sure yeah um, and that one came out in 2010 mm-hmm. uh, we I was in college at that time so uh, yeah I mean but again 
But that and, and but again, that, again, that's innuendo. That's not directly saying sex. Yeah. Uh, so we've got over by Drake. Um, yeah, love the way sexual. you lie, Eminem. Not right sexual. above it, not sexual. Not no sexual. hands. Innuendo though. Um, innuendo. Yes, but, <laughs> but we know. <laughs> no, as a, again, as a. Thank you for proving my my argument. As adults, we know that. Uh, but no kids, they just like, oh, no hands. Exactly, you know, they could be riding your bike. With Honestly no hands. speaking, it actually took me a while to figure out what the fuck was going on in that song. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking my cup, mercy, no lie. I cry, Gangnam style. Can't handle us. Wait, wait uh, holy Gangnam gra- style. Gangnam, Gangnam style. Is yeah. that the? But that's not rap. That's not. Um, they they put it in here. They got Macklemore Yikes. in here too, and Flo Rida. Well, okay, so, Macklemore yeah. can understand Gangnam style. I don't know who. I don't know who put sense. this list together. Yeah, the, the the list doesn't make but sense. But yes, I mean even uh, Anaconda, Nicki Minaj, 2014. Again, innuendo. Nothing yeah. overt. So a lot of innuendo, but again, 2000. So what I'm not really seeing here is uh, songs. Let me yeah, let me let you, me fast forward what, to 2018, what? 2019. Right. <sighs> um, Look at you. Now we're moving to goals. Now we're no, moving we're to goals. We're yeah, just we we're just going to yeah, like present day, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. There you got nice for what? This is America, Rockstar, Bodak Yellow, Unforgettable. So, but again, these are like the song titles I'm reading. The song no, no. titles don't really speak to the lyrics. No, but but they they do, right? Because generally speaking, like any of those songs, like uh, those three songs you just listed, where, where were they? Uh, Bodak Yellow. Yeah. Um, look at the hooks. Look at the hooks. Let, uh, let's, uh, let let's, me pull up uh, Rockstar. This is Post Malone. Rockstar. And, um, Partying like a rock star. No, 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 whoa, no. It's um. Yeah, that's it. No, no that's, this is that's Post it. Malone. Yes, party like a rock star. That's um. That's uh, G Four Boys. No, what the fuck are you talking about? Yo, oh, you know what? I'm Jesus thinking like party Christ. like a rock. Party <laughs> like no, a rock star. No, 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 not okay. that song. Uh, yeah. No, it's party like like the, you're talking about the song that he did with um. What's with uh, Twenty One Savage. Twenty One Savage. Yes. Twenty One. Twenty One. Um. Yeah, I, I think every time you say his name, you you have to go Twenty One. Twenty One. Um, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but but okay. So in summation, here's what my point is: is is that you feel like songs are more vulgar today simply because you understand what they're saying, right? That's why it feels like holy shit when when I hear Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. What the fuck? Like my Anaconda don't my Anaconda. Like you're like holy shit, what's going on? I can't let my fucking four year old. But your four year old doesn't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Like they 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 don't like they don't understand what they're saying. Sure, with some songs are are super explicit, right? But you had super explicit songs for, for my chief song from the '90s that was just like holy shit, I can't believe that anybody let us fucking sing this or hear it. Was uh, put it in your mouth. Uh, I think that's very direct. There's no, <laughs> there's no fucking left to the imagination. What's going on? Like it was a very explicit song, and yet we all fucking knew the words to it, right? Compare that to any fucking song, Young Thug song, whatever. Like it, it's, it's all the same thing. Like we all, it's because we're older that we understand that. Holy shit! What the fuck are they talking about? I can't let my kids yeah. listen. This it sounds crazy. So, so let me level set here. What I'm looking at is. When I was growing up, again, that elementary school to middle school time frame, right? Sure. To kids today, elementary school to middle school. Yeah. I think the music that they're listening to, again, that same age group, they're being exposed to much more direct and vulgar music, whereas what we were exposed to during that time frame was indirect music 
about sexual content, but it was not as directly vulgar as what they're listening to today. Yeah, I, I just proved Little I, Kim, I Nicki just, Minaj. Are you talking Little Kim? Oh, I'm sorry, Cardi yeah, B, Nicki all, Minaj. You, you just proved my point. Little Megan Kim, we the had Stallion. Little Kim in the fucking '90s. That should explain enough. But okay, what? Uh, let me make the better argument for you. The better argument for you is that kids have access way more access than we did in the 90s right so for instance if they hear a song and they don't know explicitly like what what it's about like um if i hear i don't know take any fucking whatever song from the 90s right um that is to us it's like holy shit we understand what they're saying but if you're a little kid you might not understand when you see the music video to it now things are changing a little bit and now what do kids have access to more than anything else YouTube streaming videos yeah now they can see all that shit so it's like if I didn't understand what you were saying before now that I seen your video now I fully understand what the fuck you're saying so if you if if you want to make that argument okay that's a better argument but just to say blanketly that the songs were just more vulgar now than they were before completely false I rest my case no I mean you're still 100% wrong Saying I'm wrong doesn't make it so. You have to actually prove your point. I've no, laid out a your, very you, detailed argument so, for why songs aren't more vulgar now than they were back so then. So you genuinely believe that the content of the music then nope. is the same as the content now? I, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm, I'm saying it is different uh, in a lot of different ways. But what I'm saying, it's it's no... If you choose any... like It's as if you're saying, okay, uh, we were... Right now... We're saying a whole lot of things that kids shouldn't be hearing compared to back then. And it's like, no, we're definitely saying a lot of the shit that that kids shouldn't be saying back then. It's just, uh, I, I think if you're again, if you're trying to say that there was more innuendo back then, okay, that I can I, I can buy this argument, right? But if you're saying if you're saying that the music, the content itself is just vastly different, it's completely false. See, I think it is. I think rap music. Na- so let's, just, let's, let's that's just what you let's, think. Let's, like that's he, not the actual. Here's the thing. In the 90s, right, there there are several reasons why, for me, the music that we were exposed to as a kids is different than the music that the music that the kids today are exposed to. So in the 90s, rap was still a growing genre. There were far fewer radio stations playing hip hop, rap music. Um, and the radio stations that did play rap, hip hop, were very selective of what songs that they played, right? I, so, I would so, so, so not only were we not hearing all of the music that was being put out, we weren't hearing the, we, we were hearing the music that the radio stations were okay with playing, right? Can I, can I, can I offer a quick rebuttal? Sure. All right. The quick rebuttal is is actually they didn't know what the fuck they were doing back then. It was like the wild wild west, right? So it's just it's like. I don't know what the fuck the rules are to this because we're just making it up as we go. It's a really fresh uh, genre, so we don't know what the actual rules of the game are. I would argue that it, it's actually gotten more sort of PG-13 as we sort of go along. The extremes are different, meaning that um, uh, uh, you're more liable to nowadays hear something that's very sexually explicit in terms of specifically the words that they use right but the actual content itself it has not like i would actually say that back then it was i'm i'm stopping just short of saying it was worse than it is now because i don't don't actually think that's the case i think not not even close back then for example back then rap music was you know about um in the 90s I think it was more hip hop and I think rap kind of emerged late 90s early 2000s where the content kind of changed right um, and, and this is why I think you wanted to bring R&B in because rap you know you 
Common, LL Cool J, Tribe Called Quest, a lot of those rap groups who did not have. Who'd you say? Who'd you say? Tribe Called Quest. No, no. You, uh, name all the people you said. Uh, I said Common, LL Cool J, and Common he, wasn't really the two uh, the nineties, but he was more the two. You're gonna highlight you're, you're LL saying, Cool J yeah. and one particular song of no, his. But he just didn't have one particular song. He had many songs that um uh that were extremely explicit. Uh, in, ter- in terms of uh, it, it, for it's adults, but as as a as a kid, okay. But I'm trying. We, and, and we again, weren't. We, we weren't. We've got understanding one more minute. Window just we've, got, yet. we've got one more minute of this, but that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Is is that as kids, you, if you're trying to say that the specific words that they're using is uh, that nowadays it's more just kind of like um, the innuendo sort of dropped in favor of. Uh, you know, uh, very what direct, saying. right? But what I'm saying is that for a four year old kid, what the fuck's the difference to you? You don't know what any of those words mean. You're just you're just singing a song, right? So what the fuck does it does it matter to you, right? Um, but so on that grounds, in terms of understanding what you're saying, it's the same to the kids. So that's why I'm saying your argument is is false in terms of like, oh my god, I can't believe they're letting letting these songs on the air. I can't believe my kids like sing along with this. It's like your kids don't know what the, the the girl that we saw in that video, she doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. She doesn't know what the words are that she she's saying. She just knows it's a hype beat. It's a you know, she she knows the lyrics to it. Okay, but she doesn't actually know what that means. And if if we look at it from that standpoint, then the 90s are no different than right now in terms so, of So so here's the thing about that, right? So this is where Again, take a kid from the night, take a five year old kid from the 90s, take a five year old kid from today. They, they're listening to music, right? Sure. They're, they're really not aware of exactly what's being said, but here's where in the innuendo and being very direct, you know, one is going to push through a little bit further. So if I, five year old kid, if you give them a song where the song is, Passively, you know, their undertones of sexual promiscuity, right? You know, there's innuendo there. Or another song where they're like, you know, bitch, shake that ass, bounce on his dick, pussy pop on a handstand. One is a little bit more direct, and even that five year old kid is eventually going to know, hey, what I know exactly what the fuck this song is about. So back then, we were exposed to innuendo. Now they're being exposed to very direct content. Okay. Okay. But, but like, what's the actual argument in that? Meaning that like, okay, we were exposed to innuendo while they're exposed, you know, while kids these are exposed to direct content. Okay. But either way, again, as a four year old kid, you don't know the difference. Like that's not getting away from the eventually. Yeah. Sure. We if, were if, drinking if, Bud Light. Kids these days are drinking Hennessy. Right, that that's like the difference in no. If because the only way that that argument would make sense is if uh, if Hennessy and Bud Light affect you the same way as a kid, as a four year old kid, it could get you drunk. One is gonna fuck you up faster, right? But how how is okay? If, if I'm a four year kid and we're talking about pussy popping and all that stuff, I don't even know what the fuck a pussy is at four years old. How is that gonna affect me more than somebody saying my pony? Let's ride it. Uh, whatever the fucking you know, that five year old kid in the nineties listening to Salt and Pepper's Push It is like oh you know ah push it right that's Bud Light the, the no I understand like I'm not deficient the, the, yeah, yeah. I, the kid I, today I I listening understand. to Nicki Minaj's song about riding dick and and anaconda. blah 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 no, no which one is anaconda that's right? innuendo as well and again like I, I you're, you're struggling except for where she clearly says like all of this about having sex riding dick and blah, do you blah, have blah, the actual blah. lyrics of anaconda. 
I, I wish I. Yeah, I know. I'm you, not, I'm you not can gonna put it up. Right now. Not I can, but I thought I you wanted to move on from this topic. <laughs> uh, listen, Ooh, I love it. There is no. I love it. I wish there was. I wish there was a third person in this room. There's. It's 100 percent true that the music now is more vulgar. It's more yeah. direct. It's more in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Than it was back then. There's, sure. I mean, there's, there's no argument around that. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. The only reason why you believe that is because you're a person who's of age and you understand everything that's going on. Of course, it's true. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Killed <right>. you. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about some of the trailers that uh, that just came out this past week. We we have a lot of shit that that's uh, that, that's popping off. Uh, finally, we're getting some film shit. Um, so first of all, we have uh, Dolomite, um, which is uh, a film starring uh, Eddie Murphy and a slew of other uh, actors uh, and actresses. Um, uh, it's basically like a uh, you know in the I guess the the seventies or the eighties Dolomite yeah yeah Did, have you have you ever actually watched yeah really <laughs> yeah because I, I don't I don't remember who the fuck this is like I I don't I don't, I don't know exactly Dolomite like, I, was... I understand what black exploitation is but um, yeah so the original Dolomite movie came out in nineteen seventy five uh, Dolomite is a pimp who was set up by Willie Green and the cops. Uh, who they, like, they planted drugs on him, um, and he was kind of like sentenced to do time in jail. And one day, um, while he was in jail, he realized that like the warden and the people who busted him were like, uh, who did him dirty, were like trying to set him up again or something like that. Uh, this so, is all in the film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Dol, uh, you know, and I'm just gonna read a quick excerpt. You know, however, Dolomite's no stupid man. So they set him up. However, Dolomite's no stupid man, and he has a lot of warriors backing him. Uh, and and he eventually uses like his suave skills and karate to fight his way out of of this setup. Right. <laughs> so karate. this movie that that we're gonna see is kind of like the making of Dolomite. Right. Yeah. The original movie was, you know, hey, this is Dolomite. He's a bad motherfucker. And this was starring Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. Um. So this this film that Eddie Murphy is coming out with is essentially the sort of um, not biography. Well, I guess in a way, sort of. Uh, Eddie uh, Murphy has essentially created like the caricature of Dolomite, and he's using. He, but he, is it a caricature, or is it trying to show? Because the 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 actual character of Dolomite is a caricature, right? Um, so the Dolomite so that the, came out in 1975. Was you know it was a serious movie. It was you know he was he was. I don't. Know, it was, but it was part of the black exploitation sort of wave. Which yeah, kind of sort of like a caricature in and of itself. Yes, but in so in the new in in the nineteen seventy five Dolomite Dolomite was a real character. He was a real guy. You know, black karate expert who well, got set up. Now he's in. He was no. He's a character. He was a character. Yeah. In okay. the in the film, he was a real character in the film. Right. He wasn't an act. He wasn't. You know, a star in the film who created a character that he was then he's taking on the persona of that character. Mm-hmm. In the movie that's coming out, Eddie Murphy is um, playing the gentleman Rudy Ray Moore, who played Dolomite. No, in this oh, film, huh. Eddie Murphy, uh, who yeah, I'm sorry, yes. So the Eddie Murphy's character is Rudy Ray Moore. Oh, right? okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Who is an entertainer, and as an entertainer, so he's a for the most part like a failed entertainer who's trying to find his niche and who's trying to like break his way into Hollywood so he, he creates the character Dolomite to you know hopefully launch his film career right in the 1975 version Rudy Ray Moore is Dolomite no no yeah absolutely yeah so like all, all that I'm, I'm fully clear on um 
but anyways, uh, it, it, yeah, like th- this film has, I think, a, a, a large list of a lot of sort of uh, actors and actresses that we, uh, you know, obviously know. So Keegan Michael Key, uh, Mike Mike Evans, Craig Robinson, um, Titus Burgess, uh, Chris uh, West, Rock, Mike Wesley Epps, Snipes, Ti, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, you just said Chris Rock. Um, Snoop is in this as well. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I, yeah, so I watched the trailer for this, um, it looks, I don't know, I don't know what to make of it, I, I feel like it could either be really good, or just uh, the worst, uh, I, I don't know exactly where to place it. So, I'm looking at this movie, and honestly, I would go see this in theaters, based off of the trailer I saw. But luckily, you will not have to make that choice. What, what, what do you mean? It's on Netflix. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> Why am I just not realizing that? <laughs> if it was in theaters, I would go see it in theaters. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch yeah. the fuck out of this. Then. Yeah, Where, yeah, when yeah. does it come out? Uh, this comes out in late 2019. I don't. Uh, I think September, maybe. Bro, I cannot yeah, fucking month. wait to watch this. Um, the, the, the trailer was exciting. I mean, like the cast is one of those casts in the movie where you're like, I got to see this shit. Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock. And then you got Keegan, Michael Key. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Abs, Kirk Robinson. The cast is just like, yo, Wesley. all of these motherfuckers in one movie. It has to be funny. Yeah. It has to be funny. But but then again, uh, I remember watching. um, What was it? What was it? A movie when we were kids. Um, The movie that had like everybody like Red Fox. It had. um, Harlem Nights. Uh, Harlem Nights. Didn't find that that funny. See, not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I, I think that was a more like like serious film. Like they kind of took a little bit more. Why seriously. when you have eight thousand comics in it? Yeah, you I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, this was that, that, this was like you know black film during that particular time. It's like, hey, let's take ourselves a little bit seriously so that we can act because we don't get these opportunities nah, much. Nah, nah. I mean, completely. That, you don't if, think if, so? that, if that was their strategy, that was the dumbest strategy ever. If you have eighteen of the like the most legendary comics in history at your disposal you don't say hey let's go fucking try to shoot fucking uh what was uh steven spielberg's uh film about the uh uh the nazis uh what the fuck was it called steven spielberg's film about the nazis ah, uh, fuck uh damn what was it called it, it was a uh, damn i forget what that film was called but you don't try to shoot a serious fucking film when you have all this ammunition it's like it's like having ammunition for a nine millimeter when you have a fucking uh, like a, a fucking uh, m16 at your disposal you're like yeah, uh, why but am also, i using this when i could during that during that point in time right uh the most well-known african-american entertainers were at that point comedians right so if you want to yeah. make a serious movie about harlem in like the in like the 70s right which is predominantly black in order to sell the film, in order to get like the, the return on that investment, mm-hmm. you're going to have to pull in famous black stars. And the majority of those people at that time, again, were comedians. So it's like, hey, we want to make a serious movie about Harlem in the 70s. We also need this movie to be a success. Who do we pull? Let's pull in all these comedians who are, you know, or we're trying to be serious actors. Eddie Schindler's Murphy. Schindler's List. I'm sorry. That Schindler's was what, List. Uh, that was what uh, Spielberg's <laughs> film was. I can't believe I can remember that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. But yeah, no, that movie had a lot of very prominent uh, African American comedians: Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Red Fox. Yeah, I mean the fuck, the list Come goes on. on. Like I can't shoot a serious film when I got all that ammunition, you know. And I and I guess perhaps maybe the argument would be, okay, you have all these actors, you can't. 
try to go full comedy because it's going to be a, like a disaster with everybody competing to try to get off like the next joke. Right. So you got to go serious so that everybody gets a little bit of shine, you know, every now and then just, you know, you, you're not going too hard with it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So Dolomite is his name uh, coming out. Uh, so we got to try. I'm going to have to smoke one. Yeah. When I when we, I watch this. How can you can you concentrate? When you when you're a little when you got a little So whenever little, I smoke I feel like I'm super concentrating, but I'm probably not concentrating on anything. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of times I feel like, yo, I'm i I'm fucking locked in right now. But I'm probably doing whatever I'm doing wrong. Yeah. No. 100%. Or I'm focusing in on the wrong thing. Like yeah. if I'm watching a movie high, I'm like, yo, I I I, I so understand what's going on right now, but I'm just like focusing on one character's shirt. Like, yo, that <laughs> shirt is blue as but, fuck. But maybe that's like because you you end up focusing on something that's like irrelevant. Ultimately. Yeah, I'll be watching Inglorious Bastards, and I'm like, yo, the bear Jew. Like, is he really a bear? <laughs> Is he a bear? And like that, I feel like that that's not the what, concentration point. What kind have. of bear? A grizzly <laughs> bear? A black bear? Is there a Jewish bear? Like this is what's going on in my head if I'm watching Glorious Bastards High. Missing the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I don't think I can like f- like understand when I'm watching, obviously, like if I'm if I'm high. Like I I might be able to pick up on like different parts of it that perhaps I wouldn't have highlighted. Yeah, this is why you don't watch serious movies high. Yeah, yeah, that's just not going to work yeah. out. It's not going to uh, work out in your favor. You're not going to understand what the yeah. fuck's going don't on. Don't yeah. watch, uh, what was that? Don't watch Roma high. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, yo, what? Yo, what the, the fuck? Fu- it'll, it'll, it'll blow your high for sure. Uh, you'll sober <laughs> up quick as fuck. But my yeah. name is Dolomite high. Yeah. yeah. Yo, that yeah. might be but a Dolomite great Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch this with white people? I mean, I can. But a lot, and yeah. granted, this film has a lot of white people in it. If, if you look at the uh, the cast, sure, a lot of white people in it. Uh, is that confirmed? A lot of white people. Yeah, I mean, it was fair enough. I'll accept it. Like idea. ten white people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you were right. Now, yeah. one of the one of the movies we're going to talk about next. Yeah, has absolutely no, uh, not even one person uh, of color. Uh, yeah, if it did have a person of color, honestly, they they were probably albino. Yeah. We, we probably missed them. You know? <laughs> or they uh, pass for whites. So yeah. like, ah, <laughs> we're going to cast you. We don't want to, but we, we're going to cast yeah, yeah. you. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Little Women, um, which is a film by... Hold up, uh, hold up. Cracking a can. Yeah. Listen to this uh, satisfying sound. That wasn't that satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because it's not like super carbonated. It wasn't like That's fizzy why. and carbonated. Yeah. And I didn't get the... Ch- yeah. Um, I wanted. Yeah, these are um, Moscow Mules, uh, the copper, uh, the copper can. Um, I don't even know if that's is, is that company. a thing, the copper yeah, can, yeah, or is it is it just saying the copper? Can? I don't. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're high right now. Yeah, that's what this what's what's going on. Um, no. Uh, so Little Women, which uh, is a film by Greta Gerwig, uh, her follow up to Lady Bird, uh, and Lady Bird came out in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Um. But, uh, yeah, this this film essentially it has a, a plethora of very Caucasian uh, uh, women yeah. in it. Let me give you guys a synopsis of this film really quickly. So, again, sure. it's called Little Women. Four sisters come of age in America in the aftermath of the Civil War. Um, I think you were going to go into the cast really quickly. Uh, Florence Pugh. I, I don't 
recognize her name offhand, um, but I did see Marcella. She was in Lady Macbeth. She was in The Commuter with Liam Neeson. Um, but I'm oh no, she was her. most she was most recently in um, uh, a movie that I completely forgot to talk about here on the podcast. But uh, she was in Midsummer. She was ah, the leading okay. actress on uh, Midsummer. Yeah, uh, this film Midsommar. also Midsommar. Yeah. This f- film also includes Emma Watson. I mean, if you don't know who she is, you've been living under a rock for like yeah. a fucking lifetime. Um, uh, she was in Harry S- Potter, The yeah. Perks of Being a Wallflower. One of my one of my favorite movies, by the way. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Really? Yeah, okay. I love that movie. Um, she was also in like The Circle, which included Tom Hanks, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I mean, she's you you know who the fuck she is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How the fuck do you pronounce this guy's name? Timothy uh, Chalamet. Chalamet. Timothy yeah. Chalamet. He was in Lady Bird as well, right? Yes, he was. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was in Lady Bird. He was. In so Lady it's actually a reunion with him and Saroz uh, Ronan, who is the lead on the uh, on this film. Yeah, dude, uh, I fucking love that name. Like that's yo, a dope. Saroz Ronan. She's um she's she's a great actress, but my problem is is like she does a lot of American roles. I'd, I'd like to see her go back to like you know her. I think she's yeah. Um, do that UK shit. No, no. Well, she's um <laughs> she's Irish. Uh, no, wait, no. Either Irish or Scottish, or I don't know. She's she's something where it's not like you know English um she's got a really sort of unique accent um and so like I wish she would just like do roles that like kind of highlight that versus her just being American so her name is like Saroz Una Ronan right so this is actually gonna be fucked up she was actually born in the Bronx in New York City <laughs> was she no she wasn't yep it says born in the Bronx in New York City New York no uh, two Irish parents Monica Ronan did she like go back or something because she has a thick Irish accent. So her family moved back to Dublin, Ireland, um, when she was like three. Yeah, okay. when she was three, yeah. her family okay. moved back to Dublin. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. But I guess, I mean, she's if you're born in America, you're an American citizen, and, and no, hundred percent. Yeah. That does not like your uh, citizenship does not expire, right? No, because you, you know you're just American. Like it, <laughs> if you dip yeah. out, if you leave at three, you and you you're gone twenty years. Do they just like? No, I don't think they can, like, revoke your citizenship because, like, you were in another country for, like, 20 years. Except for, the, uh, and I wish I knew this person's maybe name. Can, I, don't I wish I knew her name offhand. But um, do you remember a few years ago there was that, like, young woman who, like, um, fled. Well, she didn't fled. the. She excommunicated um, herself from the United States. And she went and she joined ISIS to fight against America. I did America. hear about this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like. I think she like went to jail for a long time, and then now she uh, she's trying to re-enter the United States. Like she's basically saying, "Hey, you know, like I was tripping, you know, I wasn't really about that ISIS shit." Or she was like, "You know, (laughs) guys, let me back." She she was like, "I'm (laughs) sorry. Like, can I please come back?" It's like when you get locked out of the house, and like somebody, like one of your friends are in there, and you're like, "Yo, let me in." Yo, come on. Stop playing around. Let me, let me no, see, 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 that's light. Like, they'll open the door and they'll let you back in. No, this is deeper. This is like, this is like when you fucking fuck your, 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 like, you're, you're dating somebody and you sleep with, like, their best friend. And you're like, I only fucked them once. Can we get back together, please? Like, can we, we were so good together. It's like, no, you smashed my homeboy. No, we're not getting back together. I'm not letting you back in the U.S. You went and joined ISIS. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's really no, 
sort of like coming back from that. You, yeah. I mean, I, I guess there is in a way, like if you've realized like the error of your ways, but everybody's gonna, always going to look at you suspiciously. I'm like, not going to let you back in my crib. <laughs> yeah. Like we were going to let her back in the, yeah. the, she could be a sleeper agent. She could be like some Brody from Homeland shit where it's like <laughs> she was a traitor and now she's convincing the U.S. that she's not a traitor anymore yeah. just to yeah. double cross them. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, you don't can't know. I, I, I do feel bad for her, but also, I mean, you kind of you kind of why, why on God's earth would you feel bad for her? Be, because you make poor decisions when you're young. Right, and and I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that's a yeah, very you, dramatic. you run up your credit card, <laughs> right? You you fucking drop out of school and go yeah. backpack backpack through Europe or whatever. Yeah, you date that guy who your parents warned you about. You don't fucking join ISIS okay, uh, to uh, fight but, but against here, the U.S. Fair enough, but here's 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 that's a, not a stupid mistake you make when you're a kid. Okay, you just said you date the guy that your parents didn't like. Yet, uh, what if that guy has a bit of uh, chlamydia? What if he has a bit of that HIV? You know, then that bad decision gets exponentially worse. What I'm saying is, we make mistakes, and especially like there are a lot of young but there are people. levels though. Let, listen, bro. Let, let, no, but listen. There are a lot of young people who make radical decisions because they're so passionate about it. They believe like when you're young, you believe that you're you have conviction, meaning that you believe you are right. It's not until you get a little older. You're like, definitely wasn't right at all. But I was going a thousand miles an hour okay, in yeah. that direction. You, you were raised Catholic. And then, you know, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to be a part of the church anymore. I'm, I'm not. I'm never going back to church. I, I'm going to denounce Catholicism. Right. Now, you didn't go, you didn't blow up the church, right? <laughs> There's no coming back from blowing up the church. Now, if you just say, hey, I'm not about this Catholicism shit anymore, no, what they I'm, can accept you back. If you blow up the church, they're not going to have you come back. We're getting off topic here, but what I'm saying is, is that you're not, you don't realize the gravity of your decisions as when you're younger. Sure, no, really. yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you're in the trenches shooting bullets at American that's soldiers, she, that's why she was like, <laughs> "America, please, <laughs> I need you to open that door." <laughs> what lawyer yeah. represented her? Like, who took that? Know. They were like, "Yo, you're gonna have to pay me up front <laughs> everything. I need fifty stacks right now because we're gonna lose this yeah, case." Yeah. And we're checking but all I'm those. Still gonna bills, take your too. money. Yeah, yeah, we're checking all those bills. <laughs> all right, all right. So the uh, the uh, film Little Women, um, it, it is basically an adaption of the eighteen uh, seven. 68 uh, uh, novel uh, uh, by Louisa May uh, Alcott um, and there have been a lot of or not a lot of but there have been a few adaptions of it along the way but this is the latest adaption of it uh, being released by Sony Pictures um, the trailer looked okay I'm not I'm not intimately familiar with the actual yeah you know, I never read the book a little women um, it looked okay um, but maybe as a guy, maybe that I'm painting that with, uh, with the guy goggles on because it just didn't strike me as terribly interesting. Maybe, I don't know. So I actually did think the movie was really interesting, but it's hard. It's, it's extremely hard to watch this, the trailer for this movie mm-hmm. and not notice how just extremely white it is, right? Just from the singular white female perspective. Right. And you know, twenty nine. I mean, but, but look at the period, though. I mean, yes, the period of time, uh, of course. <laughs> they're, they're Unless they're going to show the slaves yeah. in the back, I don't. <laughs> the, the, the female, the uh, the um, the female slaves out on the plantation wanting to be 
more, right? Can I chime in, sir? Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and did these four white women have slaves? Were they slave owners? They, they're not going to get into it explicitly. Yeah. They're, they're like, <laughs> it's like in, in the film, right? There's four daughters um, or four sisters, obviously. They're yeah. um, daughters to a, a, a mother who's Meryl Streep in this film who um, she makes one joke about how like she was never married and she was like, well, I'm rich, right? Yeah. Now, during this period of time, uh, how did you become rich? Yeah. Because she's a different story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a slave owner and she owned a plantation. That, that book is called right? Brutal Woman. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's but called. This movie's like, uh, we're not going to have that conversation. They have yeah. money. Don't ask how they got it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, again, it, it's hard to watch this trailer and not notice like how white this movie is. Um, and, and not kind of like related to, you know, the current times that we're living in. Right. Um, I look at, you know, the, the women's movement right now, right? I, I was at the Women's March in D.C. I took, you know, I was, I, I took part in the march. I was there, um, and I'm very much behind that movement. Yeah. And one of the things that, I'm sorry I'm going to say it, one of the things that for me is is kind of a the hypocrisy of the women's movement is the fact that I really don't believe it. it, it is a uniform movement, right? There's like, you know, the white women's movement, and then there's like all the other women right and they're not one and the same this movie feels like that where it's like these four young sisters and all of them are ambitious and they're not just going to fall in line to what you know the woman's what an expectation of a woman was back then sure. to fall in love with a man to get married to but be a speak- wife to what be you're a saying mother is it's speaking to a very specific audience like yes like very 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 clearly and it's it's kind of like at this point in time, how is this movie made without not knowing, like, yo, this is only going to relate to young white women? What what I would sort of, not necessarily argue, but point out is, is that, okay, uh, let's, take, let's take a look at the director, right? Uh, we have Greta Gerwig, uh, who, uh, again, she made her directorial debut with uh, Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. She was an actress um, who... I believe aided in uh, either some of the writing or actually did write a few of the films that she was in. Um, Excellent. I have nothing bad to say about Greta Gerwig, but she's telling her story from a very specific point of view. Lady Bird, look, you know, um, we don't look at it. If I were, did you watch, you didn't watch Lady Bird, did you? I did not. Okay. Um, uh, Again, a very white movie. Uh, but that that's sort of not necessarily the point of it. I, I understand that from the current day and age that we stand in, especially with the the women's movement and with the fact that we have the, the issue of, okay, well, you have the white women's music. Yeah. And uh, I think Lena Dunham versus, got in trouble, you know, or people gave Lena Dunham shit about girls, how it was like a lot of like white women. Exactly. Right? That, yeah. that, that's another yeah. example of the sort of the same sort of scenario. And yeah. it's not to say that if you're going to do a movie today, that it has it to be inclusive, has inclusive of yeah. all races and genders and sure. whatever. No, that's not the case. If you're if you're making a film that's set in a particular period in time, but then right, but then, but then that defeats the whole point of what you're saying. Then. No, no, it it does. What I'm I'm being very like realistic, right? Sure. So if you're, this movie is clearly set during a period of time in which I mean, yes, it's gonna highlight ambitious white women, <laughs> but. Um, and it's, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna remove the word, but uh, one of the things that I just have to highlight about this movie again, it speaks to a very, very, very particular audience of women. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering 
when you're making a film like this, you know, how aware of that was, you know, were the makers of this film, right? And then what is the expectation of this film? I'm sure that it wasn't a very large part of the conversation in terms of like, because when you, when you set out to do a film like this, you're not, you're for, for one, it's an adaption, right? So you're, you're just trying, your, your main focus is to translate this into sort of a modern context, but obviously keep it in the time period that it's in, but make it relevant for the people nowadays. As you're dealing with all that shit there, I'm sure somebody at some point, point went up, God, God damn, we got a lot of, there are a lot of, when they, were do- of- yeah, when they were doing, <laughs> when they were doing the reading for this movie <laughs> and there was not, not even was there no colored people in the room. Yeah. There wasn't any in the yeah, building yeah, yeah, <laughs> or no, on lot yeah. B. No, no security guards, <laughs> no fucking janitors. Everybody yeah. was just white. Oh, no, everybody was yeah. white. White security guards. I, I'm what? sure, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that probably did show up at some point in time. But again, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that I, th- I think there is because no, well, if you're working on an entire fucking film, there's well, nothing there's something wrong with that. <laughs> what I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with again this film predominantly featuring like uh, you know all white women, yeah, all white but, cast. But no, that but that begs. Uh, but like the uh, writers could be no, you know, but but uh, not necessarily right. Writers, producers, the people who are part of putting together the film, like you can have. Uh, uh, that, that, that's a dynamic a t- that's, cast. That, that's there. a tough one to, to ask because then what you're saying is, is okay. If you're asking for representation within any sort of uh, uh, field, right? You you bring that person in because they have experience with, like, they have a unique experience within the thing that you're trying to capture, right? You're, you're saying like, okay, so if I, if I'm trying to write Friday, right? I'm not gonna fucking bring in Steven Spielberg to write Friday, right? I want to fucking bring. What did Fraser know about writing about the experiences of four black girlfriends? What do you mean? Uh, Oh, on Friends or Uh, on uh, Girlfriends? Yeah. Um, Was he the actual head writer on that? He was the creator and writer of the show. I I think he was the creator, but I I don't know if he was the the actual. I think I'm pretty sure he was uh, in the beginning uh, creator and writer. And like executive producer, but, but it, uh, uh, I, what I'm saying is, a show is a different thing. Yeah, because you, yeah, yeah. You, you have multiple writers on on, on a, any given show. You're gonna have more than just one. What I'm saying for like a film, where generally speaking, it's coming from not necessarily just one person's point of view, but largely from one person's point of view. That you you're gonna generally have one writer. You might have people who do mock-ups or not mock-ups, but punch-ups on on the script. Um, you're gonna have perhaps you'll have like a co-writing credit, but generally speaking, you'll have one writer on a any particular script. What I'm saying is, is that's a harder. That's hard to pull somebody else in. Like I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna pull Shonda Rhimes in to write pretty women right because it's like no yeah sure, i mean I, I could and that might flavor it a little differently that might give it a little different kick but i don't know like if, if it's if the if the story's about four white women there's a good chance i'm just gonna have a white woman write the script yes yeah she was um obviously this film is an adaption directed by greta gerwig uh, what i want to know is like was there <laughs> Even production, were any of the fucking I'm sure editors? Yeah. I'm sure they're like, yo, this is the, was a sa- was the sound person like Caucasian. a person of color? 
<laughs> and and even I, if I, I know if you, you were the one person of color working on this film, would you even have taken the job? You're like, yo, this is mad. Yeah. Right here. I think I'm gonna I feel comfortable work on another project. Do, do they have tiki torches? Yeah. What is that? Is that a tiki torch? Is that a maga hat? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, we 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 kid. We not, not to tear down this film again. Yeah, um, no. the trailer, the story looks fantastic. Um, uh, it's not just short as saying fantastic. It looks okay. It looks fantastic. Like, at least stretch. to me. At least to me. I guess yeah. I'm trying to be nice, based yeah. with all the shit that I just said. Um, <laughs> the trailer looked good. It looked like a movie that um, you know, if somebody was, if you were like, hey, I want to watch this movie, you, you know, you trying to come with me to see it? I'd I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during the matinee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, you, you just can't miss how white this movie is. Fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, uh, we have a uh, little woman, uh, but then we have uh, another trailer for an, a very interesting film because of the comments that I've sort of seen on it. Uh, we have Last Christmas, starring uh, Amelia uh, Amelia Clark. Uh, who, of course, uh, is of Game of Thrones fame. She started as uh, Daenerys Stormborn. Wait, what are her 18 names? She has uh, like 3,000 names. Mother of Dragons. Mother of the Dragons. Breaker of the Chains, Breaker of Chains. First of her name. <laughs> Leader of the Unsullied. So she was so fucking good as Daenerys. Man. Oh, my God. Like, yo, I don't think she should... She doesn't Girl, need anymore. She's she, hanging up. Just like, <laughs> her natural hair color is like a brunette. She should oh. scrap that shit. Um, I'm not gonna lie. When you first said that, I was like, "No, shut up." But then I'm not gonna lie. You're probably right. <laughs> as Daenerys, that like yeah. that like what was it like silver? You're just hair, whatever the fuck. You're it just was. like no, you're the mother yeah. of dragons. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and not it just <laughs> looks so good on her. Yeah. And then when you see her with just like her and just in real life with her but like to be fair in this hair, film. Like, in this film, last Christmas though, she does have um Bl- she, she does she's like dirty hair. blonde. But it, as uh, look, call th- it. that's getting besides the point of like what the like sh- as an actress, right? Um. I think she she just knocked it the fuck out of the park with Daenerys, like to the point where like I, I think almost in any sort of series, Daenerys might be my favorite of almost any series I've ever watched. Of, she might be my favorite character. When you're looking at someone who brought a character to fucking life, like breathed air into the lungs of the character and lived through that character. You might be, she might be, she's definitely on a list of top five. She fucking murdered that character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have absolutely no sort of reservations. She's right up there with um, uh, um, Chris Evans as Captain America. Absolutely. Very iconic. Tony Stark. Uh, um, I, I would argue even more iconic because it wasn't as if, okay, well, I guess it was a, uh, it was a character from a, a pre-existing sort of uh, from pre-existing material, but nobody really knew. Like every, like only nerds. Were, I'm sorry, nerds. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yes, you're right. Like, yeah. uh, Chris Evans had so every, much material knew who to the, pull on. Knew the fuck who yeah. Captain America was, right? It was just we're, we're now we're giving a modern face to that character. Yeah. I really knew who the fuck Daenerys uh, 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 and Amelia Clark was. probably didn't even read the books, right? Yeah, I know, right. She <laughs> she, she just, just went off the dome. The yeah, character yeah. to life. So yes, yeah, yeah. she's definitely on a list of top five. Okay, so let, let's talk about this film. Uh, we have Paul Feig directing, um, and uh, this film also stars uh, uh, Henry Golding, uh, who is from um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians fame. Um, very handsome gentleman. I'm not gonna lie. 
I'm not gonna lie. Very, very handsome gentleman. Um, uh, and uh, Emma Thompson, um, who she needs no introduction. It's Emma Thompson. Um, uh, so this film, even just the trailer, very divisive. Very divisive. I I I've heard comments online. I've heard, I've heard from other. What are these comments? These comments are basically saying this film looks trash of the highest order. It to me it looks like another cheesy romantic comedy. I don't know what the fuck the the big deal is. I have no idea what the fuck the big deal is. Uh, I think those are the people who also hated season eight of Game of Thrones. So. That they, that they hate, signed a petition. They signed a petition. Yeah, it's still gonna, you know, it's still gonna. The, the fuel is, you know, the fire is still burning. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if uh, um, Kit Harrington were to drop another film in 2019, everybody would call it, that it, trash too. It yeah. might get a lot of hate, not yeah. because it was a bad film, just because people are just like, yo, like people are still in their feelings about season about eight Game of Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so so to give you sort of a summation of this film, uh, basically it follows a depressed woman who works uh, in a Christmas supply store, uh, and she keeps um, bumping into this uh, the same guy who sort of uh, he's sort of kind of just there always, you know, uh, and they they don't unsubtly hint that he might be something more than just a guy that perhaps he's like an angel or perhaps he's like uh, so. Uh, in the film, in in the trailer, they talk about how she was once sick, and how she hasn't been the same since. So I guess the prevailing theory is, is that this guy that she keeps bumping into is somehow either an angel or he's a ghost or so, I don't know something CIA. supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, how was the other side? Can you yeah. tell me? I we need to find out. Can you wear this wire? <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah. Look, I, I looked at this film. I was like, whatever. I, you know what? I definitely don't think I'd go pay. My, I, although it's Christmas season, I I might go pay six, seven bucks to go see this. I don't know. The biggest, you know, whatever Christmas movie, just go see it. You know? Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about this movie is how like unrealistic it is, right? Um, Emma, uh, Amelia Clark. Beautiful, beautiful woman, right? No bad joint like that is working at the the Christmas shop store. That's false, of course. Like, what do you, what do you, what? No, in 2019, no, she'd be on Instagram. <laughs> she'd she'd have booking information in her bio. No, that's if that's the way she wanted to go. But she's a fierce, independent woman, so she, she, she's no. Then she'd it. post a nude picture of herself on Instagram and Yikes. with a long caption about Yikes. how like she's. Uh, strong uh, and independent. The Fade podcast does not <laughs> condone <laughs> Those are comment. my thoughts. <laughs> this is Arrange's thoughts and Arrange's yeah, thoughts no. alone. <laughs> bad joints don't work at the Christmas yeah. shop. Okay. Have you ever seen a bad joint work at the Christmas shop in the mall? Yeah. Uh, huh? No. Like, I thought that's all they hire are just bad joints. I don't know. No. Bad joints don't even apply. That's a lie. That's no. a lie. The bad joints are shopping with the guy who's <laughs> taking them shopping. They're not working at the Christmas stand. No, they they're, they're fiercely independent women who are uh, getting their own bag by being employed by the Christmas shop. No, that's not getting the bag. <laughs> yeah, was Santa's bag? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't wait till Christmas. I want to. I'm gonna go to every mall to see if there's a bad joint there. Yeah. If there's not. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Um. Okay. But but like uh, speaking specifically about this movie, uh, and this is going to be coming out um, uh, in November of this year. Um. 
look, man, whatever. Like, I think some people are just buzzkills. Like, some people just like see some shit and like it's it's a fucking cheesy romantic, yeah, fucking uh, Christmas movie. I didn't even Who have to watch the I trailer. I don't even need to know what the fuck this shit the is. The movie about. is called so Last Christmas. I know it's we're a, good. She, I know it's a, <laughs> it's a Christmas themed rom com. Ah, uh, there might be a twist. Oh, maybe there's a broken heart and it yeah. is. But it's a Christmas. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I sincerely didn't understand, like, people saying, oh, this movie looks bad. Like, what what f- Christmas movie looks good? Yeah. Like, what, when was the last time you fucking watched a movie that centered around fucking Christmas and you're like, you know what? That left me feeling, like, rejuvenated. I feel like I literally learned something. What? No. Yeah. Die hard. The fuck out but of yeah, that was in, yeah, that was <laughs> that was in the nineties. All right, right? fair enough. Yeah. I, I stay corrected. Yeah, <laughs> but since Die Hard, it's yeah, not a Christmas movie. Be either watch it or don't watch it. Exactly. If you feel you a know way, what you're gonna get. Yeah. yeah. If you feel any way about this movie, good or bad, you have too many feelings. Dial that shit back. Absolutely. You know, you you you, you say true sensitive words. fuck. You say very true words there. All right, let's talk about uh, sticks and stones, man. Let's talk about sticks and stones. Uh, Chappelle, Chappelle is. This Back. is this is three of three, right? Is this his third Netflix I, special? Did he did, did they only uh, contract him for three? I, I think it was uh, three for 40, 40 million. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. According to Drake, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, three, I did three for forty million. Like Chappelle, yeah. was that the lyric? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but either way. <laughs> the king is back. He's um, back. Great trailer. Yes, Morgan Freeman Morgan narrating. Freeman on the fucking ones and twos, and everybody always makes the joke about like, oh, if Morgan Freeman would have narrate this or narrate that. Chappelle went Chappelle and got it done. Got him. And do you know how many times Morgan Freeman's probably turned down those offers? I, I don't think he does. I think he actually does them. Like, because there's an easy payday for him. He doesn't have to go anywhere. I mean, easy, but he like, can do that in his bed. He just has to have a mic. <laughs> I mean, in movies, I think he's maybe done like one or two commercials where he's done a little bit, of, but he doesn't do it as often as people would love to hear or see. No, because we not in every- this particular style, though. No, I, I, I can't I, remember I, the last time I've heard Morgan Freeman narrate. Uh, there was Bruce Almighty, or right? Wasn't he the narrator? Yeah, uh, I, well, he was. Uh, God and Bruce yeah. Almighty. I don't know if he narrated it. Yeah. What uh, else was there? I mean, I, I can't this is going back to Shawshank Redemption where he was. Oh, he narrated that yeah. a bit. Yeah. Uh, and that's when people really started to love the fact that he does this. And then it was Bruce Almighty. Um, other than that, I mean. No, no. He's he's clearly he narrates a lot of shit. Like, I, and, I, and the reason why it's hard for me to uh, pick out any one particular thing because he does like random shit yeah. like like he'll do like shit for like sci-fi not sci-fi um what's uh, dis- like uh discovery, discovery channel bbc or, or whatever shit like that he'll narrate well, shit for that what i mean is like narrated in this sarcastic manner where he's kind oh, of he's okay, kind of making enough. fun sure. of the of his his uh, okay i get you yeah, yeah so um i thought the trailer was really funny him really just kind of making fun of Chappelle out in the middle of the fucking desert just walking i didn't love the shirt Chappelle was wearing uh, it was like a long dress type of shirt. Yeah, I don't know what he was going for with that. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. like that. I thought it was lo- but, great. But I, actually, I like the color. I, weirdly enough, I actually do like it for sure. A little bit too long. It's like, I like, do something a little different. Shake it up. Well, uh, were we all, uh, look, were, were we the all cut friends? was a little bit too long. Were we all, uh, uh, were we all fans of um, uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, Raw? Outfit. The leather suit, the yeah. leather suit. I, I, see, look, that I would, was I wouldn't, like I wouldn't wear that. that I wouldn't see, wear that's that, not yeah. what Chappelle was going for here. I think Chappelle just got dressed. Um, no, no, no. Well, uh, I, I he mean, wasn't making a statement with this particular outfit. I, Eddie no, Murphy I, was. I, I think he is. No, no. no. So 
Eddie Murphy was definitely making a statement, right? What I'm saying is Chappelle is thought of, Chappelle's a different thinker than anybody. Like he's a different kind of guy, right? What statement do you think he was trying to make with that, with this particular outfit? That he's different. No. Because that's not a different outfit. It is a different outfit, given the fact that you literally just said, "I don't know if I'm about it." No, I just no. It's divisive. Only the shirt. No, the, the cut was a little the, bit long. It's divisive. That's I'm telling you, it's purposeful. That's purposeful. He knew. You're telling me he put on that long ass tee, and he didn't think, hmm, people might not accept this. The okay, right so way. so what what is the underlying message he's trying to deliver he's by different. wearing that long ass shirt? Just he's uh, different. different in what way? Uh, different in a way that he's not going to do things conventionally by wearing this long ass. Not, no, I yeah. I think his stylist just it's 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 a said, hey we're going to wear this. It, no, no, it's for it's, the the promo video. And you're, and you're telling me he didn't look at that and be like, uh, no, I'm not going to wear that well, dress. So so here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. it's it's not unfashionable, right? Like this is no, it's very fashionable. Let me let me compare it to something. I compare it to Cameron wearing pink in the 2000s. Yo, you're thinking about this way too fucking hard, bro. Listen, you're, listen. His, <sighs> this is this is the outfit that his stylist picked out for this promo shoot. And you, you're telling me he, he doesn't have veto power with his stylist? No, I mean, I, I think he liked it. He was like, yeah, that's a cool outfit. I'll wear that for the promo shoot. Exactly. I, I personally... So, so you're, you're, you're telling me a guy as smart as Chappelle, as calculated as Chappelle, who's crafting every joke, just fine-tuning all that shit... Somehow doesn't realize that if he wears his extra long shirt, that it's not going to be perceived as Chappelle. Are you wearing a dress? Like, what are you like? What, what are you no, wearing? See, stop. I'm. No one is thinking he's wearing a dress. What you just said? I said it. It was a joke. Dial it back. Okay, listen. Okay. I don't think he's trying to make any statement by wearing the outfit he wore. I think it's you know. Either he dressed himself or he more than likely he has a stylist who put together that outfit for this particular promo video. Um, I mean, Chappelle was just probably like, yeah, I like that outfit. I'll wear that. You know, let, like, let, let's shoot this promo. I just personally, like based off of like my style, I think it was the cut was just a bit too long. Mm-hmm. That's it. Other than that, it was great. No, fair enough. Okay, the pants, enough. the shoes were great. I just think the shirt was like, I wouldn't have wore a shirt that long. One or two inches shorter. Dope well, ass shirt. Uh, Okay, fair enough. A little bit long. Fair enough. Uh, but what I'm very much looking forward to is just his return, man. I, I, I think that weirdly enough, you know, people used to say we're we're in the golden age of uh, television shows. I think we're in a golden age of comedy. It, like even as PG thirteen as this era might seem, I think it's bringing out the best in everybody. His last, oh, his last two fire, not PG thirteen. Fire. The first time I met OJ Simpson, right? Like, you know, oh, hey, risky joke to tell, especially with how sensitive people get about the whole OJ thing, right? Hey, hey. Um, here, funny as fuck. Here's what Dave Chappelle's first if you haven't comeback seen special it, was. If you it haven't was, seen it, shame on you. Oh my god, it was fucking historic. Ah, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't. We're gonna get Chappelle. We're gonna get Eddie Murphy back. Yeah. Rock, I need you to do something and do it quick. I need another one. I mean, Tambourine was great. Tambourine was great. I really like Tambourine. I need another one. I yeah. need another one immediately. Yeah. Uh, um, who else? I mean, yo. We talked about this last time. Wong. Does have, Martin Lawrence do a special? He needs to do it. Yo, if the time, if he's going to do it, do it after Eddie, right? Or actually, least, actually you know what? You know what? No, let's slow. Let's slow. Let's slow. Time is running out because, like, 
he he has to do one within the next four years. If not, it's like no, no he's got to do it sooner. But my argument is even larger than that. I think Martin should just let it go. And here's why I say that: Martin's comedy was always specific to the time, meaning that like when I go back and because uh, I believe his his best comedy, I guess you know maybe everybody would say that. Uh, his best special was um, uh, You So Crazy. Yeah, I would right? agree with that. Um, uh, I think that was very spe- uh, specific to the 90s. And I don't know if Martin has, and I guess perhaps, obviously, you know, he could prove me wrong by saying it, and who the fuck am I to say one way or another, but I don't know if he would have the the pulse of the culture today. You know what I mean? Like Dave Chappelle, he can do a joke at any fucking time, and it's it's funny in any fucking era, right? I don't know if Martin has that same ability to tell a joke in any fucking era and have it be as funny. When I look at when I look back at you, so crazy, I think of that as a very '90s specific comedy. Yes, but I think that's to say that because he's not doing stand up he is unaware of what's going on right now, right? And, and again, we talked about this on the last show. A part of the reason why I loved uh, the announcement of Eddie Murphy coming back to do stand-up was having watched um, the episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, he was with Eddie Murphy, and Eddie, Eddie was talking about that, right? You know he's well aware of everything that's going on. He you know he he does still write jokes. He practices jokes. Comedy and stand up is very much in him and a part of his life. Mm-hmm. He just felt like, you know, I don't have the material that I feel like I need in order to put together a stand up special. Yeah. So I think for Martin Lawrence, it's he might he might just be comfortable. He might be like, hey, I don't need that right now. Right, I'm working. I, I, I'm working I don't on think other he does. things. He's, yeah. Look, he's got Bad Boys Three coming out. There, there are rumblings about per, perhaps a, 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 a Martin, remake of uh, Mar- the Martin uh, TV series, Martin reboot. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think we really. I don't need think he needs special, to return yeah. to the stage, but with Chris and honestly, Rock doing it, that's not it. where everybody knows him from. Everybody knows him from television. Eddie Murphy is the the one special one in the bunch where it's just like. In the eighties, everybody knew him from his specials. The t- uh, the movies and all that other shit was just like extra. Yeah, Martin, it's like we have you so crazy, um, and then that's pretty much it. You know, um, obviously we know him from like Def Comedy Jam and all that other stuff, um, and and obviously he he does. Uh, I think he puts on the, uh, the comedy special nowadays. Like what what was it called on either Showtime or like Stars or something like that. He has like a comedy special that, that I know he does but uh, but no like everybody knows him from the show Martin so yeah. it's kind of like you don't need to really move from that lane you can, you can kind of stay there and, and I think build a home now just to call out one thing so he did do a stand up special in um, 2016 called uh, Doing Time I watched it it wasn't did he really yeah it wasn't like phenomenal Whoa, didn't see that yeah it wasn't like I, and I watched the whole, I didn't love it yeah and um what, 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 what were like the topics? Oh, shit, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it wasn't his best work, uh, his his best stand up work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like the material, some of the material he had it was a little bit dated. Mm. Um, it, it kind of was like Mike Epps in a way, in which Ooh. as he ages, his 
comedy ages and like the audience he's appealing to is obviously an aging audience whereas what Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart managed to do is be funny to all age groups right yeah. Kevin Hart does a lot of jokes about his family and his kids mm-hmm. it's still funny to the person who doesn't have children or who's not married right yeah. Chris Rock on Tambourine did a lot of jokes about his family his wife and his kids shit was still funny yeah to to any audience yeah yeah and again that's what I'm saying like uh, I, that's what I'm saying Martin look and, he, and we're, we're, he may not need th- to do it this this isn't even like a thing right like we there's been no reports that Martin's about to come out with a comedy story yeah we're literally just talking about this because we, we may be just be speaking it into existence but <laughs> if uh, if it does happen I, I see Netflix being the one to get it done just because if I'm Martin I'm like why not? You know, I mean, look at the bag Eddie just got. Now, I, now does Martin have three you, or you, four you, in him, like well, Eddie and, and Chappelle? You got to play chess with I don't it. No, you got to you got to play chess with it, though, right? Like you got to look at the landscape and see where you fit within that, that that scheme. You can't just look at it blankly and say, okay, because Martin's uh, because uh, Eddie Murphy's getting this, Dave Chappelle got that, uh, Chris Rock got this. Um, you, you you can't look at it like that. You gotta like think a couple moves ahead before you, you know, make your move. You know. Yeah. Um. I think if he does it, if it if it ever happens, it's after Bad Boys Three comes out, right? Like we again, dep- we it, talked it, about it on the last it, time. It heavily depends on how Bad Boys Three does. Yeah. yeah. If that's successful, if he's funny in then it, you have a window. Audiences yeah, then laugh, you have a window. Yeah. Opportunities there. Yeah. If um if not. And I don't think Bad Boys Three is gonna up. be bad, but um, I I don't I don't know I don't know what the appetite is for it. I don't know. If, I mean, Will Smith is he's burning as hot as he's ever burned. Like with the Aladdin coming out, um, and with uh, what's some for me different Netflix, uh, uh, Bright, Bright, Bright um, Two is already confirmed. Yeah, uh, like Will Smith is burning hot right now, yeah. right? Like somehow he's, he's the still face burning of hot. Montclair now. But I don't know him and Martin if that's still going to be the same dynamic that it was. If we're going to still be accepting of that whole dynamic, either way. Um, but anyways, uh, we've got Chappelle coming out with uh, Sticks and Stones, uh, which uh, you know I'm highly looking forward to. I, I can't, I can't, it can't get here soon enough. It's yeah. coming out the 26th or something like that, or somewhere around the 20s in yeah, in, in this month of August. The last Chappelle stand up, I watched like just you know I was just by myself at the crib. I just watched it, right? I yeah. feel like this one. I feel like I we need the crew we, together. We need to get the crew together. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the band back yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Avengers assemble. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, last trailer we're going to talk about uh, Hidden Life, which is the return of Terrence Malick, um, an interesting director. I, I don't know how familiar you are with Terrence uh, Malick's work, but um, he does a lot of uh, uh, his his directing style is sort of like kind of like realism a little bit almost like not necessarily definitely not found footage but it, it, it's like his camera angles and his perspective is usually one of he's trying to give you almost like you're a fly on a wall in people's lives that's sort of what his style is oh yeah i mean and, um, and that you could see that in this trailer hands down um i really like like from that I pulled the scene in the trailer where like the family's playing in one room uh, and then the kids run from one room to the other and the camera 
just kind of follows them again just like a or it's fly. like handheld yeah. sort of like at medium yeah like height it, it, sort it's of shaky yeah. it's not yeah. still it's not choppy they're not cutting from one scene to the other like you're getting the it, and it's not panning yeah. it really is just a kind of like following Staying with the it, yeah. journey of, of the people moving through the set yeah um uh, no, the, no, that was beautiful. Yeah, the, the first film I ever watched from Ter- Terrence Malick was The Tree of Life, which uh, was, I don't know if it was, if it's been his most uh, successful film, but it was a uh, film with um, um, uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, it's, it starred uh, Brad Pitt uh, along with, um, who else did I have in it? Uh, Je- uh, Jessica Chastain um, who uh, she's from Interstellar fame and she's a, done a whole lot of work um, and Sean Penn also um, but th- that was the first film and it was kind of a disorienting film because it was it, the entire time it was sort of like shot in that same sort of vein everything that you saw from this trailer it, it, the tree of life was shot in um, and it was kind of like this beautiful but also kind of confusing sort of story Um and uh, if I'm to remember correctly, uh, it, it basically told the story like almost like I, I think Terrence Malick based this more or less based on on his life, but it 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 it, it showed two different sort of stories of when um, I guess he, uh, perhaps he's older, but then it showed the story of when he was like a kid, and it showed Brad Pitt I think as his dad, but. Sean Penn is like him and so it told it at like the two different standpoints but it shot it in this exact style which was at the at the time that I watched it was kind of like mind-blowing I was like holy shit like this is something that's like new it's fresh it's different um but I think he suffers from the same thing that like a maybe a Wes Anderson suffers from which is all of these films are kind of the same like shot in the they're same all shot in the way, sort of the same yeah. way you know it's a very specific style and it's it's a fucking dope style but also it's like after i've seen a one or two of your movies I, yeah I give me something that. different yeah, yeah give me something yeah. completely like uh different from that um but in any case uh like i know he had a uh, knight of cups which was starring christian bale um and a uh, song to song which was starring uh, if i'm not mistaken ben affleck but i could be wrong about that but anyways a hidden life um it looks cool. It looks yeah, cool. Yeah, this movie does look really good. Yeah. It looks like it, this is not going to be an action-packed movie. It's really going to be um, great, great writing, great dialogue. Uh, I think the cinematography in this film is going to be just uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so I, I, I'm trying to be honest with myself and do I... Is my appetite going to match with with this particular film? And and the basis of the film is um, an Austrian. And I I had the um, yeah. So so I, I I'll, I'll, I'll jump into it real quick. Uh, wait, wait, film, wait, I got it. You got yeah, it. Okay. I got it. I just right. had to unlock my phone. Hey, don't don't hey, steal hey, my thunder. Hey, hey skip. Hey, hey, no problem. No problem. Skip. Skip. No problem. Good. So um uh, the Austrian blessed uh, Franz. Uh, Jaggerstadter, a uh, conscientious objector, refuses to fight for the Nazis in World War II. Yeah. Um, World War II is going on. Nazis are um, you know, in Germany and, and invading a lot of uh, European countries. And Austria plays a very particular role in World War II. Um, and he is obviously objecting to, to joining the Nazis in this battle. Um, again, do I have an appetite for this? I don't know. Let me let me let me say what I say. What I what I feel about that. Um, 
I absolutely do have. And it's not because usually I'm not even remotely about war films. In fact, I, I, I almost have a hatred of them. But this one, I do want to watch because it's very timely. There's a specific reason why he's making this film at this particular time. Because we're dealing with the same... The, the whole theme of the trailer was there's this whole big sort of circus going on and I want absolutely no fucking part of it. And this is as... Uh, and I, uh, I guess he's an Austrian. Um, and, and and I have to figure out like what all the sort of connecting threads are. But, he, he, uh, but basically, it's like everybody else is doing X. I'm doing Y. Yeah. You know? As everybody's saying, no, they're buying into this and they want to do this and, you know, this is what they want to do. I'm like, uh, look, based on my morals, this doesn't correlate with my morals, which I think speaks to exactly what the fuck is going on in our culture right now, in our zeitgeist right now. Yeah, it's kind of like doing World War Two. It's like, you know, they're the Nazis or the Nazis um, are people. You need to fight with the Nazis because these are your people. And I think uh, one of the um, actors in the trailer even says, like, these are your people. Yes. Um, so on. Right. Yeah. So the goal. So the, the idea was you're white. These are your people. We need to kill the Jews and, you know, the everybody else who is not uh, a natural born German or white European. Right. Yeah. Um, which is not too far from where we are today with this neo-Nazi movement and this love of country, this, this yeah, yeah. This, I, I wouldn't even this, say like, uh, like uh, 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 Nazism is sure that like that, that that's obviously somehow bubbling up. Yeah. In it's more like blind love just, for country, this exactly. sense of patriotism, and, and which is, that, Oh my God, I've got to, and here's what I wanted to actually start the podcast up with, but I completely forgot to like do it. Uh, we we went to the uh, obviously the the Packers are my uh, that's my team that I follow. Uh, they came to Baltimore. Oh, did uh, they do the national night. anthem? Did you stand? Did you sit? What happened? I like that. Yes. So they did the national anthem, and I, I'm not really like a big like protest person. Like I, don't, I actually don't. <laughs> this is my own again. Don't kill me, ladies and gentlemen. Don't kill me. I'm not really a big protest person because I like I'm I'm like I try to think like what's the actual outcome of this like will actual change actually come of this and when I look at a lot of protests I have to say no like I you protest you make a big fuss then they like okay you did that also we're gonna just gonna go back to doing the same shit we always do right that's my personal philosophy but for this I didn't stand but weirdly enough I didn't stand because I was like protesting I just literally didn't want to stand like i just i was too lazy i literally but yeah the, i'm eating right now. the effect of, <laughs> but the effect of it was people behind me i could hear them being like oh, look at this, this guy's not standing he's not really but people, I, people were really saying they, they did they did say that but I, I looked at that like when i was in fucking school and we had to do the pledge of allegiance i never fucking understood the pledge of allegiance like why am i pledging like allegiance mindless just it, brainwashing we're all just fucking robots and it's like no if you don't pledge allegiance then you're what are you doing you know and it's and it feels like this group think of like no you have to and it's like why do i have to like yeah. why do why do i have to pledge the allegiance like what what the fuck does that pr- yeah. serve other than making me feel like no no you bitch you have to fucking yeah. pledge allegiance I think it's more everybody for like other people to feel like all right well we're making you pledge like you know you're a part of what we're a part of exactly right? 
Yeah, and 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 when I was watching this trailer, that's what I fucking thought of is me sitting there and being like, I don't really give a shit about this. So I'm like, it wasn't even again, it wasn't even out of protest. It was just like, I, I don't care about this. Like, yeah. but it just start the fucking game. Like, when I'm <laughs> when I'm at the live game and the uh, national anthem comes on, I treat it the same way as when I'm at home. <laughs> and the national anthem comes on. You go get your yeah. uh, a sandwich or whatever I, the fuck I, you're going to go, go take eat. a piss. I'm, I'm eating something. I'm texting. Yeah. That's what I'm doing when I'm yeah. at home. I keep that same energy when I'm at the game. But, but I, my we, thing is consistency. Weirdly, yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, but weirdly enough, like when I'm actually in the game, like I remember when, back when I was... Uh, you know when I when I played and and you know the national anthem would come on, it was really the moment that got me hyped the most for the game because it was like you play this song and you're just standing there thinking about what I'm gonna do. But that was a it's it's a different vibe. That wasn't about patriotism. That was just about I know the game's about to start and yeah. this is the precursor to it. Yeah, it had nothing to really do with any sort of like oh my god I feel the love of country or anything like that. But anyways, um that's what this film sort of reminded me of was this sort of idea of just standing up for your own beliefs in the face of um Blind, like idealism. peer pressure yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, of people saying no no we're, we're all doing this Why aren't so you, you have to do it exactly and this guy is saying no like i'm thinking bigger than that like or, or, or i'm thinking of sticking to my actual principles yeah, my right? morals like, exactly like um, i know this thing is wrong or, 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 so or, I'm not going to take part of it because I know at the end of the day, I know this is wrong. Or, or, or at, at the very minimum, um, you have a set of beliefs that you uh, believe in. Right. And like, I think what hap- what's happening nowadays is that a, a lot of people are sacrificing those beliefs because they're trying to contort those beliefs into what's happening today meaning that like okay so take take trump for instance right a lot of evangelical you know christians a lot of uh let's just say like the the religious right are having to contort what they believe in to accept donald trump even though he's the antithesis of what they believe in right so he's this fucking foul mouth vulgar uh, uh, he's fucking. He's had three wives. Uh, you know. Uh, he he constantly talks about like violence, and he, he has zero problem with violence. Even though he, whenever we're, you know, whenever a shooting happens, he's like, no, no, I, uh, whatever, violence is bad. But also at his rally, he's like, fuck him up, like yeah. kick his ass, like yeah, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Um, and and so uh, the the religious right is having to like contort what they believe in to accept him right yeah. like so they have to sacrifice what they believe because this guy does not fit that thing so now they have to fit what they believe in to him now yeah. they have to adjust what they it's believe like, uh, in to I him. know violence is wrong I know but you know, God sent this guy Muslim ban is wrong God sent him what do you know, want us to do yeah I, I know misogyny and racism is wrong but I'm a Republican so I have to support this guy I gotta do even though it's wrong right so yeah. I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with that one right yeah. but again I think this movie um, for me it it kind of you know it, it calls me back to to um, an ad campaign a, a quote or slogan that mm. I think will transition us into the next topic right 
believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything mm. right yeah that's from the the nike ad campaign which featured colin kaepernick who um <laughs> smooth i smooth mean, transition oh, i like it yeah, beautiful very transition. smooth buttery Woo! yeah very mm. buttery yeah smooth. butter so colin kaepernick's names is back uh in the headlines right sure. which um and I don't know if it's ever left because it's you know all of this stuff is still consistently there. Yeah, it's, it's still such a you know a hot button, right? Yeah. Um, but just to you know cue you guys in for anyone who is unaware, um, Jay Z, Sean Carter, Beyonce's husband, uh, recently inked a deal with the NFL to uh, more or less consult on halftime shows for or the halftime show for the upcoming Super Bowl as well as ongoing things with the NFL what the terms of that agreement or that partnership look like I'm not entirely sure well can I can I let me um let me read specifically like what that actually oh we have uh, those details entails I do uh oh, damn what's the inside scoop a little bit you know this is what we do doing here on our face skip uh here skip <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so um uh, let me read this particular paragraph from uh, an article from the Atlantic uh, uh, expect to be an offense uh, the music mogul's entertainment company uh, significant power in choosing the performers for the league signature events including the coveted halftime show uh, Super Bowl halftime show uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation will also help augment uh, the NFL's social justice initiatives by developing content and spaces where players can speak about the issues that concern them okay so that's essentially what the deal between now we don't know what the numbers are in terms of like what numbers are flowing which way what's happening yeah. but uh, but that's essentially the basic outline of what's going on with uh, Jay-Z and the NFL and I wonder how much of this is, is gonna go into effect right because we know like whenever a deal is made there's these are our expectations this is what we hope to achieve mm-hmm. and then there's what is actually done right what actually is brought to life um you know as jay-z said many times the action items right like yes (laughs) what actually happens in in the little like conference that they had about this and they had uh, charlemagne there they had obviously jay there godell uh goodell roger goodell uh, there and you know Jay-Z and we watched a clip just before we started recording about you know jay-z talking about the action items all that good stuff i want to hear what your full thoughts on this are because I'm gonna yeah ooh, I'm about to go in so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna recap really quickly right uh, was it during the 2017 season that um the the Kaepernick 16 nearly, I think, 16 but, yeah, um so let's be, rewind back to 2016 2017 Kaepernick taking uh a knee becomes a national headline mm-hmm. um and initially he was like sitting on the bench or kneeling by the bench then he started kneeling on the front line mm-hmm. um with his teammates um as advised by uh, one of his teammates at the time, Nate. Uh, dang, uh, he was an uh, he was a he was a, he was a, he was vet. a former yeah, marine, former military marine, veteran. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a Damn, I he was on name. the 49ers but at the time. I know what you're saying. Yeah, advised Kaepernick. Hey, instead of sitting on the bench while your teammates um, do the pledge of allegiance, why don't you just like stand or kneel with your teammates if you choose? Um, that became national headlines. What Colin Kaepernick was uh, protesting against was. Uh, social injustice, police brutality, um, the media, mostly Fox News, uh, kind of twisted that message into, um, you know, being like unpatriotic, right? Not loving America, an attack on the military, an attack on the Remember government. Remember that same point that you made. Though. Yeah. Um, so his intent 
to protest and bring awareness to social injustice and police brutality. And I think one of the things that Jay-Z said that bothered me was um, what Kaepernick did was bring attention to it. But I think the taking a knee was an action, right? And then everything that he did after that was continued action. But anyway, so fast forward to where we are today. Kaepernick has essentially been blackballed um, out of the NFL. He hasn't played a game since. He um, opted out of his uh, player a contract with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But that but that was I would the caveat that I would add to that is, is that that was before he knew what was going to happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, he did what a smart NFL quarterback would do in that Without position. knowing all this extra yeah, stuff you, around you, it, sure. Yeah, you're not going to take that fifth year player option because it was only 14 million dollars, right, for one year in, in the fifth year. The smart NFL player, especially at his position a quarterback would say, "No, I'm going to I'm going to go for the bigger contract elsewhere, right? Sure. Um, and that, but again, he did not know everything that was going to happen would happen. Fast forward a little bit, um, he uh, sues the NFL. There's collusion among the owners to blackball him, keep him out of the NFL. He wins that law- lawsuit. Um, initially, everybody was thinking the range was going to be between a sixty to eighty million dollar payout. Um, I think at the end of everything, I think Kaepernick as well as Eric Reed are only really going to receive about ten million dollars, despite the massive sacrifice that they uh, made between, particularly between both of them I think or each, each. okay I think cool. each which um, yeah shit it could be between both of them I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. um, but tell me tell me not 10 million dollar payouts what they're essentially going to receive sure um, my thoughts on all of this is that Jay-Z being an opportunist saw an opportunity right uh, in one of his lines I think it was a song featuring him and Beyonce called Ape Shit he says um I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. Tell the NFL we in stadiums too, right? Yeah. Um, I love that line. I don't love exactly what's going on right now. Sure. Mostly, and it's still fresh, yeah. right? We don't know everything. We don't. We don't know all of the conversations that's been had between Jay Z and Roger Goodell. Um, Jay Z said he did speak to Colin Kaepernick. We don't know exactly how that conversation went. All we know is. This is a very sensitive topic. Jay-Z's announced his partnership. To me, it seems like the first step to uh, to a potential ownership opportunity for Jay-Z. Uh, and, and that news is already circulating. That yeah. he's, he's, uh, I was going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's essentially making a, a, a step or a bid towards being a minority owner in an NFL team. Sure. So again... Stand for something if it means sacrificing everything. That's exactly what Colin Kaepernick did, right? He saw social injustice. He saw police brutality. He's like, I'm going to take, I'm going to use my massive platform to highlight um, and bring awareness to these things, which is also an action, right? And then after he was blackballed from the NFL, he, you know, the Know Your Rights camp, which is a huge movement. Um, He did the million dollar pledge where despite being out of the NFL, despite not having a job, not really having any income, he donated I think it was a hundred thousand dollars every week for ten weeks um, or ten months a to different. Yeah, a, a million dollars, right? Million dollar pledge. What it feels like is happening right now is that Colin Kaepernick made the ultimate sacrifice, and Jay Z's coming in and seizing that opportunity. Now, to Jay Z's credit, if he didn't do it, maybe somebody else would have, right? Maybe somebody else would have inked this deal, and somebody who didn't have uh, the interests of you know, the black community or people of color, Colin Kaepernick in mind. He's like, you know what? Somebody's going to do it. Let me be the one to, 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 
to do this and do it the right way. Again, I think a lot of people are very sensitive to this because it feels like Jay-Z is capitalizing on the opportunity that Colin Kaepernick sacrificed his entire career for. Yeah. Okay. To me, like I just leave it there because I, I just I don't know enough yet to feel any more than that. Sure. But I, I don't think those people are wrong for feeling that way. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do know enough to make an assessment. Uh but before I before I begin my analysis on this. Uh, what is before you begin? I, I I'm gonna have to push back just there because there's no way you know enough. I, there because is you've read articles. Unless we know what the conversations with between Jay Z and NFL and Roger Goodell and Jay Z and Colin Kaepernick. Not even, unless we know the details of those conversations. There's no way you could know enough. Absolutely not. And I'll demonstrate that. Um, before I I begin the analysis, though. Let me ask you, what would be your idea of success in this situation? What would your what would your ideal situation be? Ideal situation sure. is what well, Colin Kaepernick did win the collusion case, right? Mm-hmm. NFL owners have to pay. Mm-hmm. I feel like what hasn't happened is Roger Goodell and the NFL owners coming outright and, and maybe this is a part of the collusion settlement that they never really had to speak about it again but I feel like the NFL still need, for me needs to make a statement by saying hey something wrong happened here mm-hmm. this guy tried to deliver a message he tried to take a stand for something that you know at the end of the day is positive and needs to be spoken about there was collusion. There was, you know, there, there was effort to silence him. There was effort to blackball him. That was wrong. Um, the NFL took a big part in that. We were wrong. We're going to make an outward conscious effort to fix, to right that wrong, mm-hmm. to work with Colin Kaepernick to right that wrong. I can't, for, you know, we the NFL can't force NFL owners to bring him in to try him out. They can't. You can't force anybody to hire Colin Kaepernick, but. What I would love to see is Roger Goodell or the NFL say, hey, we were wrong. Let's bring in Colin Kaepernick. Let's sit with him. Let's fix this in a very public manner versus a behind the behind the door settlement. Right. To me, sure. that would have made it better. And then whatever Jay-Z wanted to do after that would have been fine with me. But there's not been like an outward direct effort to say, hey, we were wrong. Colin, let's sit together. Let's let's write that wrong. Sure. Um, OK, so. uh I, I love that you said that because uh, that that leads directly into what my initial issue with this is, which is um, what did we say before uh, about Colin Kaepernick? He didn't know what would happen when he opted out of his contract with the the Niners. Look, and, and I, I hate talking about speculation, but <clears throat> if Cap would have known what would have happened, if he opted out of that contract with the Niners, would he still opt out? I think Smart Cap would have signed that contract <laughs> immediately. <laughs> got that guaranteed money because uh, I, I think a franchise or the fifth year player option is guaranteed yeah. money. Yes, and then took a knee. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they got to pay you. They got to pay. I, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, that, that's exactly what Cap would have done, right? He wouldn't have fucking opted out. He would have fucking signed that contract and been been done with it, right? He would have played for at the very minimum. A year longer, right? And who knows what would have happened during that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Cap didn't know what the fuck would happen when he opted out of that. He thought somebody somewhere surely is going to need a fucking QB and they're not worried about this shit. Mommy nailing. That's a, that's, a, that's a side circus show. They're not worried about that shit. 
little did he fucking know that would start a fucking firestorm, right? Okay, so Cap uh, uh, takes the knee. Uh, the question that I would ask, um, the reason why I asked you what would success be, right? And and if I'm sum- summarizing what your explanation of what the success would be, would be uh, maybe in like a few words, just define that for me one more time. Acknowledgement of from what happened okay. from the NFL. Sure. Partnership with Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. A, a plan of action and uh, action items, as Jay Z would love to say, a plan yeah. of action yeah. to to move forward. Yeah. And checking off of those boxes, exactly. actually getting those things done. done. That to me, that's success. That, that would be success. It has nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick getting a quarterback job in the NFL. Uh, but uh, I would argue acknowledgement would sort of be tie into. Kaepernick getting a job with the NFL, meaning that like, hey, if we're gonna acknowledge that we're colluding to keep you out of the NFL, the the only way we could genuinely make up for that is by actually giving you a job that you, in some ways, dualfully, uh, um, 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 that that you earned. Yeah. That, so that, to me, that's a little bit tricky because like the thirty two is thirty two NFL teams, right? Yes. Yeah. So the thirty two NFL teams are independently owned, right? So. Um, and the NFL oh, is an organization you are driving towards a very good point. Right, so the NFL is an organization that kind of like governs the ownership of those teams in 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 in, in this National Football yeah. League, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be very difficult to mm-hmm. force any owner or GM, mm-hmm. like, hey, you have to hire this guy, exactly. or you have to bring him in for a workout. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying that the definition of success, right? If we're to remember what Colin Kaepernick was originally protesting for, he was protesting the police brutality and injustice uh, injustice here in America. That um, we, you know, when we stand for the national anthem, we're saying, "Oh my God, we love this fucking nation, and it's so great, and it's so awesome." But really, it's not that so awesome for all of us. Some of us, we get treated like shit, right? And Kaepernick was trying to draw attention to that. What has the result of that been? attention to that very topic right so if we're looking at this whole jay-z deal with the nfl right not from the perspective of how is Colin kaepernick doing but what is what was he trying to draw attention to well then by any reasonable estimation of what success is it's what was he originally trying to protest and are we trying to drive towards the awareness for that pro uh for for that protest for what he for for the uh the for the original reasons why he was doing the protest right and if that's the case then jay-z's absolutely doing the fucking right thing he's partnering with the nfl saying hey you're no longer going to drive the ship on this uh, on this shit I'm going to help you guys understand exactly what you should be focusing your attention on. And of course, for the NFL, a multi-billion dollar fucking uh, corporation. Like, are, are we really delusional to believe that the NFL's focus is going to be on uh, racial injustice or even anything remotely social justice re- related? Is that is that what we're... Is that where we're going to try to pretend like this is going to that that's the result of this is go, the NFL is going to t- turn out to be some altruistic 
No. And, oh, and, like and, our and, focus is going to be on helping out people. And, and viewers, when they're watching football, like when I'm watching it, am I thinking about social justice? No. Of a fuck. I'm thinking about injustice and <laughs> just <laughs> knock his fucking head off. Okay. No, no. But, but, but that that's like my point is, is that unless you think you're just going to tear down the entire NFL and rebuild it as some sort of champion of social justice, you're insane. Like that's just, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation that isn't built on fucking social justice. It's built on dudes clashing their heads against each other every fucking Sunday. That's what the fucking NFL is. That's what it will always be because it's the National Football League. It's not the National Social Justice fucking league. It's the National Football League. And I'm not saying this as a person who doesn't believe in social justice. I absolutely do. But you have to be really realistic about yourselves about these corporations. They're fucking corporations. Their whole existence is not built on doing things that are right for the world. They're doing things to uh, uh, um, uh, to to maximize profit for their fucking shareholders. That's their that's the reason for their existence. That's the only fucking reason why they're there is to maximize shit for their shareholders and to do things to achieve that fucking goal. That's it. That's it. So. I have to challenge that by saying, yes, every business, right? And any for-profit organization, their goal is to maximize revenue, right? To, to, to make money. Any a goal of a business is to make money. Sure. If, if that's not the goal, then you're, then you're only setting a, a timeline up for failure, right? Sure. That does not mean that Profit and and doing right, like social justice and, and environmental justice, purpose. have to You're be mutually exclusive. For me. Mutually exclusive. For me. So the NFL can be a for-profit organization. Yes. Despite the fact that they are tax exempt, tax exempt organizations, <laughs> but well, uh, their stadiums yeah. are tax exempt. But okay. Um, and I, I'm yeah. not even saying that in order to like defend the NFL. The NFL is a gross fucking corporation. But continue. Yeah. So, um, they can also be hey how do we do right by you know the maybe even as small as the communities in which our and, players and come what from. does that look like what do you mean like the yeah, no, no, like, in terms of how they implement that and in terms of literally how they actually do that in terms of okay like maybe we do more for the communities maybe we, we yeah do, grassroots programs right. community and, 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 programs. And, then, and then who would you partner with in order to make sure that look we don't know the fuck we're doing here Let's get somebody who does know what the fuck they're doing. Somebody who has the ear of the fucking culture. Somebody who has the ear to the fucking streets and knows what the fuck is going on out there. Who the fuck would you partner with? Diddy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or Rock um, Nation. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, 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 so here's the thing, right? Do I love that it's Jay-Z more than, you know, if it were John Mayer or Macklemore or Iggy Azalea? If, if fucking Iggy Azalea was yeah. you know, <laughs> leading this ship, yeah, yo, I'm abandoning ship, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what did Killmonger say? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, drown me with my slaves or, or drown me with the uh, drown my me ancestors. Drown me in the oceans yeah. with my ancestors. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I'm jumping. So I think... Jay-Z, again, an opportunist, right? He saw an opportunity to say, hey, and I'm not saying yeah, I, I that think when you say an opportunist, what I think is the perception is, is that he's trying to capitalize on what Kaepernick started. So, I don't so think that's let, the let's, case. Be, let, let's be real here. Sure. It's not just about when I say an opportunist, an opportunist, it, it's it's 
hey, there's a need here. Let me be the one to make sure that need is met, right, for the people that I represent. So when I say he's an opportunist, I don't mean that in like a fully negative way. Um, But again, I do think Jay-Z saw an opportunity to say, hey, I can do right here and I can possibly this is my foot in the door to to future Absolutely. ownership. Absolutely. We'll get to his ownership here in a second. But I, I like they said that you said uh, I like the fact that you said um, it, it's his like foot in the door, right? Because everybody's objection to this that that so far that I can see is somehow based around the fact that Kaepernick doesn't have a job in the NFL, right? Which I believe it's one thing that uh, I was talking about yesterday when I was uh, I was actually talking about, you know, because I went to the game. I was like, fuck, I'm giving my money to this fucking corporation. They fucking they they knowingly have fucking kept in his kept this dude out of the fucking league. They literally paid him money to that effect that, hey, you're right. We definitely colluded (laughs) to keep you out of the fucking league. Should I fucking give them my money to this corporation? Right. But then you have to fucking ask yourself again, what is success? in this fucking situation is it Kaepernick having a job because I would argue that Kaepernick having a job is so fucking minimal the reason why it seems like a big deal that Kaepernick doesn't have a job is because it was piss off conservatives that's it that's the only fucking thing that really changes in that scenario if you look at what Kaepernick was originally protesting right him having a job is inconsequential to that actual thing that he was protesting right if he's pr- protesting uh police brutality injustice for black people or for colored people overall here in america right him having a job has absolutely nothing to do with that with the exception that it'll piss off conservatives who for some insane fucking reason have it uh, a fucking stick up their ass about him having a job uh on any nfl team which is it doesn't actually change anything, right? Yeah, I mean, They're just I think Jay Z said, like Jay Z was, you know, he said like there are a lot of people who don't have jobs for you know this injustice, you know, this social injustice reason, right? So it's bigger than more than just Kaepernick because there are a lot of people who are experiencing what he's experiencing. But that's not, but he I, just experienced it on a large scale, massive it, level. It, 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 and and if I can like uh, adjust that, it's just like. Fuck like, uh, and I'm not saying fuck Kaepernick. Obviously, like I'm, uh, I, I fucking love what he did, and he's a, he, he's going to go down a martyr. Like that's that's yeah. the, that's Kaepernick's legacy. Kaepernick he's is going to be, be likened to Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, and a very small and a very small caveat. I actually think that it actually better serves him if he doesn't fucking give a, get a job in the NFL because if he does, then it's like okay, you you work for the club now. You're yeah. good. You're with us. You know, it's just unfortunate to see. Like from an athlete, you know, uh, an athlete. Perspective, no, he's a perfectly healthy athlete. Yeah, he can do it's, get it's the job done. It's unfortunate to sure. see because as as an athlete, yeah, like all you want to do is compete, right? So like, if Kaepernick was like, "Hey, we'll give you a hundred million dollars to never play again, or we'll give you ten million dollars, and you'll be able to compete," yeah, I feel like Kaepernick would take the ten million and compete, just because no. as as an athlete, that's what you want to do. No, that's what you're a- put here absolutely. For. But then again, what are we fucking saying here? And, it, and what, what blows my mind about the article, all the articles that I, I'm, I'm seeing about Jay-Z, uh, like, so for instance, in this particular article from uh, um, f- uh, f- from The Atlantic, uh, the article reads, um, Jay-Z helps NFL banish Colin Kaepernick. 
So that's a fucking crazy headline. Like now, the, the the headline has to be crazy. It has to grab your attention. It has to make a bold, outlandish. Does it have to be fundamentally false? Like, <laughs> so here's the the truth about that headline, right? Banish means what? You're not allowed back here. Like you're never going to be welcome back here again. There's no way you're going to contort this to make me believe that Jay Z was a part of banishing. No, no, no. Now, granted, from the NFL, Jay Z's intent was not to banish Colin Kaepernick from the NFL, but the actions that you know this partnership between Jay Z and the NFL. Hold on, hold on. Sure. The the partnership between Jay Z and the NFL. Yeah. Have pretty much ensured that Colin Kaepernick will never see the football field again. What's that? What's the headlines the that you said football we're seeing league? now? That even we heard this story. What's the headlines now about Jay Z? What do you mean? That he's going to become at least uh, a minority th- owner in some NFL team. That's the that's the potentially exactly rumors. So you're telling me somebody as smart as Jay-Z doesn't know, isn't trying to think a few steps ahead, meaning that if he becomes part owner of an NFL team, you're telling me he's not going to have some sway in saying, hey, maybe we should give this guy a shot. So let, let's let say in 2000 and I don't think it's going to happen this year. It's not going to happen in 2019. It can't happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen in 2020. It might. I don't know. Depends on how quick this deal happens. I don't think it's going to happen in 2020. Let's say 2021, right? Okay. Jay-Z's a minority owner, maybe a majority owner in an NFL team. Part owner. Let's let's say he's the owner of the New York Jets, right? Sure. Right? Let's say he's the owner of the I Jets. I don't know why he would go there, but fair he's enough. He's from New York. Yeah. It's not going to be the Giants. From there, but also. It's not going to be the Giants. Jets. Yeah. It'll likely be the Jets, right? Okay, okay, fair enough. Jay Z is now the owner of the Jets. Sure. Colin Kaepernick in 2021 mm-hmm. has been out of the NFL for six years. Sure. Five, six years. Yeah. You're not bringing that guy in because at the at the, at the end of the you, day, are you? So you're you're trying to for and and you're the one who laid down these specifics. I didn't. You said if Jay Z is a majority owner of an NFL team, that even. You know how many fucking bum backups they have in the fucking league? You're telling me you're not even going to bring Colin Kaepernick to be even a backup? Are you insane? So fuck the fact that he can perform on the field. I don't give a shit about that. If I'm Jay-Z and I'm a majority owner on a team and okay, if people call him out, then they're justified. They're fair. I won't say a goddamn word about it. There is no way Jay-Z is a majority owner of an NFL fucking football team. And I don't give a fuck if Kaepernick's 80 years old. He doesn't bring him in to say, hey, at the very minimum, sit on the fucking bench so hold a fucking clipboard. So I'm going to put myself in that seat. It's 2021. And you're not going to bring Kaepernick in? I'm the owner of an NFL team. At the end of the day, what I want to do is win football games. I want to win a championship. Arane, get the fuck out. You know how many bum... Look at... let, let me co- actually finish. Let me finish the cor- sentence. Okay, okay, okay. Let me finish my right. thought. I'm a let me finish I'm my sentence. You're, you're right. You're right. too high. Right. I'm, t- I'm too Calm high. down. I'm too high. You're right. You're right. My goal, if I'm an NFL owner, sure. is to win games, is to win championships, right? Yeah. I don't believe that a quarterback who's been out of the game for five or six years is going to give me the best chance of winning. It would be an incredible political statement um it'll 
sell a fuck ton of tickets and jerseys. Sales would be great. Would that give me the best opportunity of winning? Not and even if he's not even the starting quarterback. Let's say I have a different starting quarterback and I bring this guy in as our number two quarterback. Do I want my number two quarterback to to be a guy who's been out of the game for six years? I don't think so. Because his at that point, Colin Kaepernick's what pushing thirty. Sure. Okay. Yeah, he's pushing thirty. Is this guy gonna give me the best chance to win if my number one quarterback goes down? No. He's been out of the game for so long. The speed of the game doesn't make sense to his body anymore. It doesn't make sense for the team. It doesn't put my team in the best position to win. Now, do I bring him in as maybe a quarterback coach? Do I bring him in as um, maybe like an offensive coordinator? Do I bring him in in the front office? Yes. Do I bring him and put him in pads, put him on the field? No. Yeah, uh, I think that's utter insanity. And for for the very blatant reason of... Okay, you you say he's been out of the league for six years or so. That means six years worth of hits. That means six years worth of uh, injuries. That means six years worth of bad habits that you continually, uh, con- uh, continuously sort of persevere through. Um, Absolutely, like, and again, if you're Jay Z, like we're in this situ- scenario, right? If we're Jay Z, and it's even if it is 2021 and you don't bring Colin Kaepernick in, even simply as a backup QB for the NFL, everybody, every slanderous thing that's saying about Jay-Z right now, they can they had absolutely complete right to say, because then that means you're right. Like he, he isn't doing this. Um, he, he He's trying to be a part of the club. He isn't trying to be a part of the solution. He's trying to be a part of whatever the organism that is the NFL. That that's no, exactly your owner. Now your goal is to win. Right, you want championships, dude. Listen, I, I'm sorry. Keep it, talking. It I, would I've be absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do your thing. It would be absolutely foolish. I mean, the goal is to win. Is to win championships. Is to win games. Right? If Jay Z were in 2021, let's fast forward. In 2021, if Jay Z were to be the owner of an NFL team, you're gonna bring in a quarterback who hasn't played in six years just to make a statement? No. That's not the statement you want to make. The statement you want to make is winning a championship, right? Winning with, you know, maybe the most diverse team in the NFL. Maybe uh, maybe you have a black GM, a black head coach, a black quarterback, uh, black lineman, all of them, which is, I don't don't know, I want those big fat white boys from Ohio uh, who've been eating corn and and, um, fucking stacking hay since they were kids. I want some of those linemen. Anyway, it is not the smartest thing to do if your goal is to win games and is to win championships to bring in a quarterback who's been off the field for that long uh, into the game to make a statement. And to your point, you said that you know he's been out of the game for six years. His body's healthier. He hasn't taken as many hits. He's not worn down by what his body would have been if he was still playing for six years, right? So his body hasn't taken the six years of abuse it would have if he was on the field. Instead, he's been resting. Uh, his body is healthy and ready to go, right? Yeah. That Unfortunately, that's not the reality. Why is that right? the reality? Because though he hasn't been getting like the brutal hits that, that um, you know, he would have if he were on field, his body's still been aging, right? 
that time gravity it just does that to you he's still aging so at like 30 years old in 2021 if Colin Kaepernick he's still a 30 year old quarterback who hasn't played in six game uh six years the speed of the game doesn't make sense to his body anymore the intensity of the game doesn't make sense to his body is anymore and and Believe it or not, and Tom Brady will tell you this, right? Drew Brees will tell you this. Peyton Manning will tell you this. Um, who are the old? Uh, um, Aaron Rodgers will tell you this. It is being in practice, being in games, being in the film room. It is being, it, it's it's off-season practicing and conditioning. That is what makes you ready to play the game. When you have, and, and Colin Kaepernick still wakes up at 5 a.m. to train with his trainer, right? He's still training as if he's getting ready for a football season right now in 2021 even if you're still training you haven't been in game you haven't been in pads you haven't been sacked you haven't had to scramble it doesn't make sense to you anymore the game doesn't make sense and your body's aging that's not the smartest thing to do right if your goal is to win championships sure uh and again, how old uh, we're, we're under this sort of uh, scenario where we're saying that Colin Kaepernick's what, like uh, either approaching eight, uh, 30 or just about at 30? Is that what we're saying? Uh, I'm saying in 2021, he would be about like 30. 29, 30 years old. Okay. Uh, how old are all the QBs that you just were talking about? I like fucking Brett Favre is like 40. Well, 42. You He's about Favre. You're talking oh, no, about I'm sorry. Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady's going on 42. Brees, right? Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Now, so you're making a valid point that those guys would be still older than Colin Kaepernick, right? The difference is not just older, but significantly. significantly. Older. So, the, so the difference is, sure, those guys have still been in the game, right? Okay, I, and and I'm not trying to take away from the fact that you're right. It, it he, he's going to have rust on him at the if it's been six or seven years since he's been in the league, he's going to have rust on him. Okay. Oh cool. shit! So Colin Kaepernick is actually thirty-one now. Fair enough. Th- th- that's even fine. I-, I don't even care about that. What I- what I'm saying is, I don't give a fuck if he's unless he's unless he's literally about to turn thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. Unless it, that's that's the case. Okay. Then I'm like, okay. Well, you're you're just not gonna survive out there. I'm gonna be putting you out to the walls for. It. And even then, symbolically, I might still do it. Right. He's about to twenty twenty-one. He'll be thirty-two, uh, thirty-three. Right. Uh. Yeah, I'm still going to get Colin Kaepernick as a fucking backup court. If fucking Kurt Warner at the age of 8,000 years old is going to be backup to whoever the fuck it was, either on the Giants or wherever, fuck yeah, I'm going to get Colin Kaepernick. You know why? Because not only do I think perhaps he's definitely still capable, right? Maybe knock the rust off a little bit, you know, uh, given a, a season or two under under his wing. Fine, knock that off. You'll make that up, right? But then symbolically, what that fucking means? If I'm Jay Z and I fucking am majority owner of a fucking team, fuck yeah, I would I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. I would be a complete hypocrite if I didn't do that immediately. A complete hypocrite. Come on. See, I would. Uh, so this is what I say: is that it's not hypocritical. It wouldn't be hypocritical to Absolutely me if Jay Z didn't be bring him in. Come on. It would be like you're, you're thinking. As if you're a smart NFL owner, and and your goal is to you're win championships. You're talking about a backup it's not about QB. Hypocritical. Uh, uh, name name two backup. Think three backup QBs in the league that you think would, would be better, even in two years, that would be better than Colin Kaepernick. Name. I, I defy you. So two years from now, two backup quarterbacks would be better than Colin Kaepernick. Blake Bortles. 
right, moving on to the next topic. So, so again, my final thought on this whole thing, right, is do I like what Jay-Z has done? Jay-Z has decided, hey, I'm going to take the wheel on this, right? I'm going to steer this shit, right? Yeah. Instead of letting them steer it, I'm going to steer it. And and I'm going to give you a visual depiction, right? All the NFL owners, Roger Goodell, they're up in the big White House on the hill, right? Okay. Colin Kaepernick's kneeling down in the front yard. Big crowd gathers, cheering on Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, bashing the NFL owners up up in the house. The NFL owners finally open up the door and peek out and say, hey, what's all this noise going on, right? You know, Colin Kaepernick has brought awareness and now... In the big white house on the hill, the NFL owners are aware of, you know, what's going on, right? They open up the gate. Jay-Z walks up to the house, puts his foot in the door, right? Steps inside. They close the door. Jay-Z and the NFL owners have a discussion. Jay-Z comes back. You know, the front door opens. Jay-Z standing there at the front door and say, hey, you know, we made an agreement. We're partners now, right? Colin Kaepernick is no longer kneeling in the front yard. They've taken him away. They've asked him to leave the property. They're never going to let him back onto the property, right? But Jay-Z's there, and, you know, he's going he's gonna to help steer the ship. The gate is still open. Hopefully, more people will be allowed through that gate and given opportunities. Again, Colin Kaepernick is no longer there. So, am I happy my guy's in the house? Right. He got his foot in the door. He's in the house. That gate is still open and likely he'll allow more people to come through that door. I'm happy about that, but I'm still disappointed that my guy who was the first one kneeling on that lawn who made the ultimate sacrifice is no longer there. And it seems like the guy who's now standing in the house, Jay-Z, has made sure that my guy who is in the lawn is no longer gonna even be allowed on the property it, it still it still feels a little bit uncomfortable to me but at the end of the day i'm happy he's in the house and hopefully it'll lead to better opportunities i'm optimistic about it, it still feels a little bit dirty sure it, uh, and uh, if you're yeah was that so the you, end of that <laughs> that, that beautiful yeah. uh visual depiction sure um again I, I in that case i would ask okay well what success to you is it Sure, it, it, because it still feels dirty to me in terms of like Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a do- job in the NFL. That's preposterous because there are so many fucking bum backup quarterbacks in the fucking league right now. Like, and and let's be honest, he, he, Kaepernick wasn't doing too well the last time we saw him in the league. Like, let's just call a spade a spade, right? Like, he actually lost this, unless I'm mistaken, he lost the starting job in San Francisco to. Um, it wasn't was that. It, it was uh, something Gerard. Yeah, it was like somebody who he definitely lets Kaepernick. You should not. Yeah, have I, lost I think it was like Gerard or something like that. Yeah. Um. I. I. I either way, that, that, that's besides yeah. my point. Um. Not his fault. Not, ooh, well, he had an entire season. Shitty head coach, terrible offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Three we're, different we're, offensive we're, coordinators we're in three years. Specifically but anyway, about football here, but yeah. Um. Again, what is success, right? Like, is it Kaepernick having a job in the NFL or uh, uh, promoting the ideals that he originally kneeled for? If if you are a principled person, right? If you're looking at this from a principled point of view, 
then you say it's the ideals that he stood for that or that he kneeled for that should be promoted to the forefront and if that's the case then there's absolutely nothing wrong with what jay-z is doing right now if if you're looking at it from a perspective of okay well he's closing the door on cap one okay like if he closes the door on a cap but actually achieves what cap was proposing in the first place that the nfl or america in general be more aware of of the brutality and 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 injustice that goes on in in america towards either a black or, or just simply colored people in general then okay then the cap doesn't have a job that's the nfl nfl like it's a, again it's a corporation they're fucked up they do a lot of fucked up shit right that's definitely one of them that kaepernick doesn't have a job that's clearly a fucking injustice in the fucking league itself but if that if, if that's the sacrifice and they're making that they're making that for whatever reason they're making that actual um line in the sand of like look we'll do all the shit you guys want us to do we'll do all the shit that Kaepernick was talking about but we're not having him back in the league okay fine look I would fucking love it if they accepted Cap back in the league because that would piss off so many fucking conservatives that would fucking make their heads Fox News would talk about it for a year straight they would not be able to do a segment without mentioning Kaepernick or that the NFL uh, uh, a team in the NFL re-signed cap to, to the league i would fucking love it but yeah. if the sacrifice for that is them actually doing the shit that he was actually talking about so what the question i'll ask you then is what if they do those things right but they never acknowledge what was done right hey you know in terms of what so the NFL is like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to be more conscious of social injustice. We're going to do more to include the communities, you know, people of color. Um, we're going to the things Colin Kaepernick wanted done. You know, we're going to do those things now with Jay-Z, but we're never going to acknowledge what we did wrong to Kaepernick. We're never going to speak about that again. We're going to sweep that under the rug. Is that is that like the re, is, is that good enough for you? Absolutely. If the actual effect is because actual people's lives are changed forever by the actions of organizations. Right. If organizations take a special interest in somebody's particular life. Right. Uh, So, for instance, if like, let's say, okay, we're we're talking about police, uh, police brutality and, and social injustice. Right. If somebody who would have either gone to jail or been brutalized by the police somehow the nfl takes an interest in their particular case right it's like no we're gonna fight for you we're gonna back your case yeah absolutely i don't give it like okay cap doesn't have a job they're never gonna acknowledge it okay cool but that dude doesn't fucking go to jail or that dude gets exactly what he deserves in terms of being acknowledged like uh, the police uh brutality uh uh, uh, showed brutality towards me and um, you know uh, th- that case is perhaps swayed because the full fucking power of the NFL is behind it yeah like I, I okay I, I, so, again I feel terrible about Cap not being in the fucking league but if that dude's life has changed forever yeah okay so if the United States government just says hey here's your 40 acres here's your mule we don't ever want to hear about this. But that's like you're creating sort of like a I, I, false I'm, I'm using a, a, a pretty glaring comparison. Uh, but that's not, comparison. That, that's, that, but that's not the scenario because in that it, scenario. It's somewhat similar. It's like, all right. No, I, I feel like what you just said was to me like when people say that we should receive checks for like uh, reparations, right? Yeah. Like that's what I hear is like the government's just going to give you this check and shut the fuck up. Don't ever say anything for the history of time. 
like that that's what I think when I hear that, but that's not what we're talking about with this NFL case. So with the NFL cases like yeah, Colin Kaepernick was blackballed. There was collusion. All of that shit happened. We're gonna pretend like that shit never fucking happened. We're never gonna talk about it again. Like, but also, we're like, gonna uh, like you. You could even kind of tell about like the way that Jay Z spoke when he was asked about Kaepernick, and like you could look at like Roger Goodell's body language. I feel like a part of this agreement is, hey, we're done talking about this Colin okay, Kaepernick look, shit. I, I don't necessarily we're, we're, agree we're, with. We're not gonna apologize. I don't. For I, don't it. I don't buy we're into what you just said. Acknowledge it. I don't, I don't necessarily We're gonna move forward With this Jay-Z thing. Fair enough I, I don't necessarily Buy into what you just said In terms of Like we can read that from it But okay Let's say for the fact uh, Of the argument Rewatch the video And look at sure. Look at Roger Goodell He's like Yo. Exactly. He's like Jay We <laughs> made an agreement <laughs> Dead that Colin Kaepernick shit okay. Vague answers I, I don't I don't necessarily Sean I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily Agree with that But let's say for the Argument's sake That you're correct that, Sure Like the part of the Agreement was Hey like let's not Talk about this Kaepernick shit for, for, Forever if they actually do what Kaepernick wanted them to do in the fucking first place, okay, what's more important? Again, because the only thing that's going to change the if action Ka- items are more important, right? Exactly. But the only thing that's going to change if Kaepernick either gets a job or they acknowledge what the fuck they did to Kaepernick, the only thing that's going to fucking change is conservatives' heads exploding. That's it. That's the only. No, no. See, I disagree. I think. Acknowledgement is the first step to what? towards if they never actually implement writing that wrong. If, if they never and then actually future progression. If they never actually implement any any sort of programs. If they never actually change their attitude towards social justice, then what the fuck is sure. the point so, of any of this shit? So again, NFL, they, 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 on yeah, yeah, they they start heading in the right direction. They start doing the right thing and the things that Kaepernick wanted, right? But they never acknowledge what they've done wrong. Sure, it's great, but it's like you're doing all the things you should have done without acknowledging the dirty shit that's in the closet, right? The dirty but shit again, in your past. What's more important though? Yeah, yes. The stuff that you're doing is far more important. Then what is it like? Okay, fine. But, but yeah, it, there, no, there's it's still dirty, that shit in stinks, the past. It sucks. But also again, what is more important? And I've said that already. Exactly. What is so, more so then there's no, no, no argument no, no, here. But, it's not that simple though it's not that black and white it's yes this thing that you're doing is far more important than the terrible shit you've done but that terrible shit is gonna follow you the entire time we can't act like it's not there it, you can do one terrible thing and a thousand great things and it's like yo that one t- we're not gonna forget that and if the NFL really wants people to be on board with this Jay-Z NFL partnership what was done needs to be acknowledged and then everybody can say all right you know what we're fully on board we're no, ready to go no you know, no 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 forward. no for me that would be the ultimate thing for them to acknowledge what they fucking did to cap give cap a job and then everybody fucking like our not only do we do that but we're gonna follow the shit that cap was uh kneeling for we're gonna we're gonna be champions of it yeah that's right? utopia that's right? utopia right it's never gonna happen right but that would be my fucking yeah like let's do it i don't think that's everybody's greatest uh um uh solution yeah, to it I mean, or, or the, the, the job it. thing i don't care if no, no, cap ever but, gets but, a job well let, i do let, care but like listen to what if I'm he saying. never gets a job again, fair enough acknowledge then yes. we can move on that's how i see it fair enough but i weirdly enough i think they actually did acknowledge by by having to pay whatever money a to, settlement uh, is not acknowledgement it is no it's not it's we'll pay you Okay, you're, you're talking about a public like okay statement and whatever. Okay, fine, fine. I I, I agree with that. 
what I'm what I'm what I'm saying to you is is that there there are a lot of people out there who are specifically speaking about this Jay Z story who don't have a concept of success with the NFL, even to the point of because their whole idea is okay. Jay Z did this deal with the NFL, even though he's doing supposedly some good shit with the NFL. Fuck him because Cap still doesn't have a job. Cap just last week or the week before wrote still ready meaning that he wants to fucking be employed by the nfl are you telling me there's a fucking world where cap's going to be employed by the nfl and people are gonna be like fuck that cap you shouldn't have taken that job with the nfl fuck you are like is that is that what i'm supposed to draw from that fucking conclusion wait that that people would be happy with cap being no no people will be pissed that's what i'm saying is that uh, who would be pissed though? Everybody, everybody who's basically saying who's shitting on Jay Z right now, saying that fuck Jay Z for doing this deal, right? Because what is they Jay-Z, would also be mad at Cap. They would be for even, playing in the NFL. They would be even more pissed because no. And, and no, no. Li- li- listen, my no, logic. Listen, because, li- because no, 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 no. Listen, listen, to my logic. Hold on, before but you th- say that's completely wrong. No, no. Listen, what I'm saying. Go ahead. Listen to my logic. The reason why Cap is such a big deal right now is be- the NFL could have put a fucking end to this a long time ago right by anybody any one of the 32 fucking teams right when cap after after he was released by the or or after his contract was over with the 49ers by by um having cap on the team they could have fucking deaded this entire fucking situation the reason why cap is such a big deal right now is because he's out of the league right so the moment that he gets back into the league even if he fucking kneels cool he's kneeling we're not going to show him on camera uh that's great let's fucking move on with our shit right no that's that's so the people so what you're saying is like similar to what people would have said when like the news broke about him coming to an agreement with the nfl right i think like if, if we were why? to if we were to rewind Back then, why is that the, listen, why is that the if you were to rewind back then and, and we were here having this conversation, you would have said like, oh, people are going to be pissed if Colin Kaepernick settles with the NFL. No, people were pissed that uh, Kaepernick settled with the NFL. A couple media writers were pissed. People who really support Colin Kaepernick, people like myself who really sure. supported Kaepernick. Oh, when, when I heard that he was uh, settling with the NFL, you, I, my my I, my thoughts was fantastic. Sure. Because a settlement to me means the NFL knows that they were wrong. Sure, they're not uh, admitting to it in the way that I would like, but Cap is going to be paid, and now they're going to—he's going to be able to put the lawsuit behind him and start getting back to you know hopefully playing a, pay, playing in the NFL again, right? So what would be a double win for me is they settled. They know they were wrong. Not only do they. Uh, did Cap get paid for the time that he lost um, for the three years now that he's been out of the NFL? Um, the NFL acknowledges that, right? And then gives him an opportunity to compete for a job, right? Not give him a job, but gives him the opportunity to compete for a job. I would be thrilled at that. If if I were to see Kaepernick on an NFL field in an L.A. Rams jersey, I am through the fucking roof. Do I want him to start over Jared Goff? No. <laughs> right? No. Uh, no, uh, golf is the better guy. I think right now, maybe Cap could outcompete him. But if 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 we were to bring him onto the practice squad, I would love that shit. And only like you said, the conservative assholes would be mad. Most of the people who actually really support him would be thrilled. Right. Let but the that, man. Let him play. Yeah. Fair enough. What I was trying to say before you went on that very long diatribe. That is, wasn't long. Okay. Uh, is is that 
the people who are supporting Kaepernick today, I'm not talking about the conservatives. I'm not talking because obviously they don't. Right. They're clearly adamantly against Kaepernick. Right. The people who support Kaepernick today fervently, meaning that everybody who's writing articles. Oh, my God. I can't believe fucking Jay-Z did this deal with the NFL. You son of a bitch. You turn your back on Cap. Oh, I can't believe it. The same people are saying that if Cap turn around tomorrow, like, fuck, guys, I got a fucking uh, workout with the fucking uh, uh, L.A. Rams. It looks like I'm going to make the team, guys. They would shit all over Cap because I disagree. Do you, do you know why? But let me walk you through the logic of why they would, because I understand the logic. No, no, you don't have to walk me through. I get it. Why? Okay, so explain to me why. Why would they be upset that Cap? He, took he a took a knee. He protested. He 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 was fighting for uh, to bring awareness to police brutality and aggression. And, and and the NFL was the enemy, right? And now you want to go play for the enemy? Why was the NFL the enemy? The NF. So, but here's the thing. Did no, no, not not here's the thing. Why was the NFL the enemy? To Colin Kaepernick, the NFL wasn't the enemy in the beginning. The NFL was made to be the enemy by who? By the public. Exactly. Who oh, in the public? We're getting to it now. Who in the yeah. public? The media. Exactly. Right? No, the, no, 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 not the conservatives. Not just the media. The, the conservatives, but also the 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 people who painted the NFL as the sort of um the but that the, it's the, the people who put it on the NFL to. Right, this wrong that was bigger than football. But those aren't is, the people is, who are exactly. really behind Kaepernick. What? No, those, those are, are just definitely the, the people who no, are really behind. The Kaepernick. people who are really behind Kaepernick, Kaepernick know is that symbolic. this isn't about football, right? The people who are really behind Colin Kaepernick know that this isn't about football. This is bigger than okay, football. So, so let me. But the let me, man let me, let me should short, not be uh, 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 prevented from competing at the sport he loves because he wants what to he talk about something sure. bigger than football. Absolutely. So the people who love him to see him back on a football field again, phenomenal. We'd love right. that. So so let me put it sort of bluntly. The people who I believe clearly would be against Cap rejoining the league would be the same people who are who fervently believe that the NFL is essentially the new system of slavery. And I'll put it bluntly, you're wrong. Wait, so you don't agree with what I just said? No, the the people who are against Jay Z's move. No, no, I'm uh, hold on on Jay Z's move. When I'm the statement, deal with the statement that I just said, that the people who are would be fervently against Kaepernick rejoining the league are the same people who believe that the NFL is essentially the new system of slavery in a, in America. No, I don't agree with that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, no, cool. it's wrong. Okay. Again, me being one of those people. You believe that the NFL is the new system of slavery? I do not believe that. Okay, so then how do you, like, I don't understand how you don't agree with what I just said. So, I'm behind Kaepernick. I do not believe the NFL is the new form of slavery. dealing with the statement that I just said, which is the people who are fervently with Kaepernick right now, right? Yeah. Are the same people who, uh, uh, or at least a faction of those people would be the same people who would say that the NFL is the new system of slavery. That's what I'm speaking to. That's when I see these articles online talking about Jay-Z, what the fuck is Jay-Z doing? What's happening? I think that is the genesis of it. That is the 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 heart of it. Is is that their the original idea of what Capra was protesting against that's almost a sideshow to them. They they fuck they hate the NFL specifically. Not just not not just as a, as 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 the the means to an end for the situation that Cap was dealing with. No, no, no. They specifically hate the NFL. Like specifically. So the people who are 
like with Kaepernick, right? The people who are like with Cap, hashtag with Cap, right? Those people, including me. Oh, no, I, and and I'm I'm including you in yeah, that. Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm not saying that you believe in that, but what I'm saying is, is when I see people, this backlash against Jay Z, yeah, I combine with what what the original. So, oh. so he, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The media is making it seem that those people, the people who are with Cap hate the NFL and have positioned they, no the, the they're making it seem are like you the, are you trying to okay okay the people who are behind Kaepernick do not believe that are the NFL all, all the people behind Kaepernick do not I'm hate saying the NFL. is that what you're saying I said 10 words you have to sure. listen to the rest of them sure. okay. if you want to understand sure the people who are behind Kaepernick do not believe the NFL is like you know evil and is the enemy right I'm with Cap. I still You're watch. All the people who are with Kaepernick do not believe the NFL is evil. Yes. Well, well, I'm, well, you know, again, all is all is what? a strong word. Most, most of the people, again, including myself, who sure. are with Cap, I still watch every NFL game because I love football. Right? No, but what I want, and, and the NFL is not the, the enemy. What of, I want is, but that's the oh, no, no offense, but that's the antithesis of the people who are actually. Not necessarily just writing these articles, but everybody on social media, right? Everybody's calling Jay-Z a cello right now, right? On Twitter. These are actual people. These aren't just like uh, somebody who's writing an article for whatever publication, right? These are actual people saying this, right? Mm -hmm. The reason, again, I'm driving to the heart of why they're calling Jay-Z a cello. Because to me, if you're actually doing what Cap is basically opening the door for, then how the fuck can you call Jay-Z a sellout, right? Like if he's doing the thing that... He's the league that Kaepernick was a part of that he's saying, hey, I'm a part of this league and I'm I'm, I'm protesting against social injustice and I'm pro, uh, protesting against uh, um, uh, police brutality uh, against black people here in America. If Jay-Z is partnering with them to correct that scenario, then how the fuck is Jay-Z a sellout? Right? Yeah. In so fact, he's I, I think I think the people who are behind Colin Kaepernick are the people who think like I do in, no, in that. Wait, I, listen, listen. That's listen. a weirdly broad statement of like everybody thinks the way I do. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody thinks you the way I do. Said that. I said the people who are behind Colin Kaepernick. That's saying I that. believe that those people think like I do think along these same of general what lines. Evidence of, of like, what are you saying? I haven't finished my sentence. Sure. You have today. I know you've I had listen. You've you've had a beer. You've had a yeah. Moscow Mule. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you need to, you need to dial it what, back. What, what did Jake? What did Drake you, say? Charged up. Yeah, you're not doing any listening right now at all. <laughs> I am doing listening. No, yeah. none, none. Or at okay. least you won't let me finish a single thought. My apologies. Go ahead. Myself, the people who are like really with Colin Kaepernick, who understand his movement, who understand what he was trying to do, who understand what's been done, who understand Jay Z's decision, and I do understand Jay Z's decision. We agree with Jay-Z. We're just not too thrilled with how this all took place, right? There's a lot of information that's not public yet because I think the term, and I know you read the article, but we still don't know what the conversations were about, right? What was actually said between, you know, Jay-Z and the NFL? What are the actual terms of the contract? What was the conversation with Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick? Um, What are the action items that Jay-Z spoke about? Like the detailed action items that Jay-Z spoke about? What are they? Is there a timeline in place to have some of these things done? At the end of the day, what is this going to look like, right? A lot of it's still very vague. A lot of it's still very gray. And it's, again, still a very sensitive topic. We know that Colin Kaepernick made the ultimate sacrifice. We know that Jay-Z's now 
got his foot in the door, right? We know that this agreement is in place. We know that Colin Kaepernick hasn't played any football. We'd love to see him play football. We don't hate the NFL. Jay-Z is not the enemy. We're not thrilled with what's going on because most of it we don't know. But Jay-Z's not the enemy. The NFL's not the enemy. There's a bigger issue to address. And I do genuinely think that most people would agree with that general line of thinking. Right. Well, the only thing I'll ask in that case is, well, like, what are you basing that off of? Are you because I'm going based off of what I'm seeing on social media? I'm yeah. seeing uh, uh, what I'm seeing off of Facebook, what I'm seeing off of Twitter, um, even what I'm seeing off of uh, uh, Instagram. I'm going based on that in terms of what the actual because that's when we talk about backlash. That's what we're talking about. We're not yeah. talking about like, oh, like we took a poll and like uh, all these people disagree with what's no, like I'm going based off of what I'm the activity that I'm seeing on these actual social media platforms. Yes. So what am you, I. So, for example, w- when I look at um, a post on um, uh, fucking uh, when I, I read Ebro's post, right? Ebro's a, a guy on social media who has a large following, right? So when he makes a post about this whole Jay-Z thing, there are going to be a lot of comments, right? Ebro Darden, Apple Music, radio host. So, um, uh, I forget what his show's name. It's probably just named Ebro. What I what I'm looking at is, you know, if I read 20 different comments, right? What from what I saw, the majority of those comments were conveying both a lack of understanding, like, hey, you know, I, I wish I knew more about exactly what's going on here. A bit of disappointment, but for the most part, like, you know, I, I we'd rather Jay Z than somebody else who doesn't remotely understand what this community is 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 about and and what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do. I'd rather Jay-Z be in there than anybody else. I just wish I knew more. Somewhat disappointed in how it happened. Somewhat disappointed that Jay-Z didn't make an outward effort to include Colin. Not necessarily get him a job, hand him a job, but to include him in this discussion and partnership with the NFL. Yeah. That's I, what I've read on social media. Sure. I Okay, fair enough in terms of like perhaps we're just not reading the same post. I I didn't it's not that I didn't see anything to that effect. I just think the overwhelming amount of the comments that I saw were oh Jay-Z's a fucking sellout, you know, fucking, you know, he turned his back on Kaepernick, yada yada. That yeah. that's the majority of the things that I saw. But neither here nor there. We obviously can't parse that out in, in, in one sitting tonight. So we're not going to try to in spite of our best efforts to. Yeah. So but on a positive note, dude, I'm, I'm interested to see what this looks like. like sure. I think this is going to be, I hope I want this to be a great thing. I want this to be a really positive thing moving forward. I really do. Yeah. I think I, 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 think just, we all do. I mean, yeah. you do. I do. I think most people want that. Right. N- Something, uh, something this new, uh, not most. Uh, I'm sure you know whoever's yeah. wearing a MAGA hat right now is probably like fuck, fuck, fuck. No, 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 um, no, no. no. I, I, okay, true. That's probably definitely true. <laughs> but again, I, I think that it's the people who believe in cap. Like it, it, it's the whole sort of Jesus complex, right? Where people believe more in the specific. Like it, it's like if you go to very Christian very sort of MAGA person and you're like well these are it doesn't seem like these are the ideals that Jesus was for like barring immigrants and, and don't give a fuck about the poor it doesn't seem like this is very Jesus like and I'm like well no I believe in Jesus I just don't necessarily believe in all the specific shit he was talking about I think that's the same thing that I'm talking about with Kaepernick which is there are a lot of people who believe in Kaepernick but don't necessarily hear 
the actual message that he was saying, you know, in terms of specifically what is he protesting against, you know? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And so we can move on. Fuck those people. Uh, yeah. You know who we don't believe? Yeah. Mia Khalifa. <laughs> so be- before we jump into Mia We're Khalifa, not going to jump into that? No, A lot of people have. We're going to... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that, uh, but no. We're, we're, what I want to do is uh, I want I want to talk about some movie shit real quick because we yeah you know we're what, talking right, about trailers. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> we gotta entertain the movie folks somehow. Um, so I, I really want to talk real quick about um, uh, it, it's rumored that uh, and it's been long rumored that Ewan McGregor is going to return as Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, in some capacity or another for the Star Wars franchise. And it's looking like he's going to do a series for uh, the new Disney Plus platform, uh, uh, reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, And uh, it it, it seemed like the deal was final, but then we got word that the deal wasn't necessarily so final, so much as like, uh, I think they're still trying to work things out, but it's sort of like a foregone conclusion that, it's it's going to be signed at some point in time in the near future. What are our thoughts? What do we what do we think about Ewan McGregor returning as Obi Wan? Four years ago, holy shit, incredible! Yeah, this is what I want. This is what I need. Yeah, today, that's cool. Is, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> why why is that though? Uh, you know, time span. Right, there's so much more cooler shit happening right now. Or or is it because of how? They're about to release This is Dolomite You think I care about Ewan McGregor? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck no I love Ewan McGregor Okay Here's what I sort of He should have signed Whatever that shit was Whatever paperwork they have Yo you should have signed that already Cause People are giving it's like less Prescott. and less of a fuck. It's every like Dak Pre- Prescott signing with the uh, the Cowboys. He probably should have signed a yeah, thirty Dak, million dollars. You are yeah. not even a top ten quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't have uh, signed I that. Might have passed that up. But uh, but anyways, um, the reason why, I, weirdly enough, why I think you're saying that, why you can say that right now, if before these Star Wars sequels and uh, solo movies. Not necessarily just speaking specifically about the actual solo movie, but just these sort of one-off movies. If they didn't happen yet, yeah, I think people yeah. would be losing their fucking minds over you. What, what is the Star Wars movie that's uh, about to come out? Um, like the uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Right. Like to me, that seems like to end right? because it literally is the yeah. end. <laughs> so to to. For this news to break that he's thinking about rejoining, like I'm like, yo, I thought this You're was late. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like coming to the club as they're yeah. saying last like, call at, at like at like one forty five. Yeah, you can't up. walk yeah. in at one forty five. Like turn <laughs> up, turn up. Like it's no, already no, turned up. We're, we we're already turning did that. down. Like, I'm drinking water right now. I got, I got to drive yeah. home. Forty five minutes. Yeah. I'm the designated driver. No more turning up. Yeah, um, because I've been asking myself that, like, of like why this isn't like a bigger deal. I guess with obviously like Star Wars, like buff fans, like it, it probably definitely is a big deal. But with I think the larger mass, it's kind of like okay, cool, tight. Uh, what are we eating for lunch? Yeah, um, like yeah, I don't think that Ewan McGregor. He's 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 about five or six years late to the party. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if after 
his because he he actually did I thought a fantastic job as Obi Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars, not original Star Wars, but the uh, the prequels. Uh, obviously, the uh, Phantom Menace, um, uh, the uh, uh, Rise or um, the uh, the Clone Wars, um, or the Attack of the Clones rather, and then the um, uh, the Revenge of the Sith. Um, did a fantastic job. Yeah, I was job. not gonna remember those names. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I struggled. <laughs> yeah, I was don't hoping. Worry. I was yeah, like, yeah. please get it. I still please don't even it. know if I I had it all. Sounds quickly. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he did a fantastic job as Obi Wan Kenobi, especially in Revenge of the Sith. I thought he did a fantastic job in that. But if maybe about four or five years after that, if he decided, hey, I want to return as Obi Wan Kenobi, and and we've got something lined up for that, whether it was a, a film or whether it was a series. I'd have been like everybody. I think would have been on board, hundred percent. We would have been locked and loaded, excited about it. But after these, the last few Star Wars films came out. Like, look, we we had um, uh, obviously uh, uh, Force Awakens, which I just watched a couple days ago, um, as well as uh, the the Last Jedi. But then we also had again the one off movies, which uh, were um, Rogue One, as well as Solo. Um, it's kind of like. I think I think we're all kind of Star Wars yeah. out right now. I don't know. And then we have Rise of Skywalker. Like I, I, I and it's weird because I, I feel like the hype for a Rise of Skywalker or the, the Rise of Skywalker, whatever it's entitled, should be way more than it is. Everybody's kind of just like, eh, I guess it's yeah, out, yeah. I, I'm not excited. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. I'm not thrilled about it at it all. I'm not gonna see it on opening uh, night. I probably won't see week three. I'll, I'll definitely see it on opening night. I won't but, see it opening night. Yeah. Week two during the day if yeah. I get some time. Yeah, but okay. I'm, week week opening night. Uh, week were one, you always not. a Star Wars fan, or were you kind of just like yeah? Hey, I mean, like the there. the the early movies. I was like, yo, I gotta see this in theaters. Like for real, for real, or. No, no, no. Like I think back in the day when we were all in high school, like um, but that's when these the movies would open up. It would be like, yeah. you know, me, Fabe, and Jay, and Jeremy, but that was and Ryan, something to do. Like in terms of like, oh shit! This but was I am I a fan? Are you absolutely. a fan yeah. of the series? Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, but again, this and maybe because there have been so many spinoff movies, there have been you know, there's Rogue One and there's the Han Solo movie and there's, um, you know, uh, what what's the other one? Uh. It was like Rogue One. Am I missing? I think I'm. I, I'm probably. There's a Solo one. movie. Yeah, the Solo. I thought those were the only. Wasn't there another one? I thought there was another spin. Yeah, I think there's like another uh, spin off. Okay, well, I'll look that up while I. But like, leave. so with all of those other storylines, like taking off, and 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 you know those films having been made, to me, it just this movie feels like it's just not as exciting anymore, right? Like, you know, with. Captain Marvel and then Black Panther then there's Infinity War then there was Endgame Spider-Man is just like but but is that <sighs> is, is that, is that an know, indictment uh, on Star Wars or is that and I guess perhaps it, it it can't avoid but being an indictment on Star Wars but or is that like an indictment on just like blockbuster films in general I think it's it's sometimes the story runs too long right it runs a bit long you know I love a great story I don't have the patience for a long, long story. You know, just let's uh, tell me what happened, right? <laughs> Get to the yeah. end, right? And yeah. I think that's kind of what's happening here. Is it's been a long time coming for Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Long, long time coming, and I'm just ready to get there. Like release the movie tomorrow, 
I'll go. I'll, I'll go. If you if you release it tomorrow, I'll go see it tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Whenever this movie's gonna release, I'm not not too excited for it. And it, it yeah. better be releasing when nothing else is. Yeah. No. Uh, is, is this is this gonna be released during football season? I, for one, they haven't inked the deal yet, so who knows? Uh, uh, no, no, yeah. I mean, the uh, um, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's in December. Um, I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's playoff football. <laughs> My Sundays are locked up. Okay, <laughs> Saturday nights. Yeah. They're looking for Friday night, Saturday. Yeah. 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 yeah, they better time this shit up perfect <laughs> with my schedule. All right, and yeah, my team better not be in a fucking dead yeah. heat for the yeah. division. Yeah, absolutely, it's not, not gonna work out. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so yeah, long story short, I I, I don't think that there's th- there's not as much um, need for this Obi One series as um, as there could have been if they would have punched this in five six years ago i think there would have been so much more hype if we would have got this at some point during the early 2010s versus late 2010s if not you know obviously i think it's he hasn't even inked a deal yet so it wouldn't even be until the 2020s where we're getting this so uh so yeah yeah ewan great actor Dude, you should have signed that shit yeah, a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah. Get, long get over has, yourself. Yeah, how long has he has he had that contract? Yeah. It was definitely in his like inbox for yeah. a while. Um yeah. he he let it get to like the fuck do you think you are? Sign that Yo, shit. Have you ever had an email that you knew you were supposed to fucking reply to, but you just let stack up like Yo, I've eight. got some in my inbox now. Okay. So I mean, who am I, I think, to judge you and McGregor? Exactly what you and McGregor. But <laughs> they sent them to it like seven years ago. They sent them this contract, and he's just like, "Yo, it got buried under." But a see, lot of none of things. my <laughs> emails are about making money. It's about like money I have Give to me. pay. Right? This is about him signing on to make millions of dollars. Sign that shit. Return it to the sender. I'm gonna leave mine's on red. For yeah, a the, while. There, there's nothing that you need to work out. You you just sign the fucking yeah. contract. All right, let's uh, let's quickly let's talk about this. Mia Khalifa before we get to our press fucking play um Mia Khalifa what's going on with her so uh Mia Khalifa if you watch porn you know who she, you know who the fuck she is. if you if you if you're if you're, if you're if you're at this exact moment saying who is she who no, is Mia Khalifa that's probably because you're, you're listening you're with fucking, your girlfriend you're a, no even if you're a fucking <laughs> listening with your she knows fucking, who she is you're a liar through yeah. your goddamn you're a piece teeth of you know shit exactly liar. who the fuck Mia yeah. Khalifa is don't fucking lie to yourself or your girlfriend for that matter I, I, she, I think she's just white but she looks like his uh, she looks uh, no she's definitely Middle Eastern she's like Indian 100% she is yeah, wherever the fuck she's from yeah. um Really pretty girl. Houston Either that is. or a lot of the porn that she does yeah. is very racist. Maryland native. Um, you know, to is she honest, really a Maryland native? Yeah, I think she grew up in um, oh, Gaithersburg or Rockville. No shit. Uh, how, uh, Montgomery County. Um, okay. I think she went to University of Maryland for a while. That makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I feel like an asshole for saying that. <laughs> you said it makes I don't know sense. why that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, she's... M- most known as a uh, huge porn star, uh, I think she re- her name really became like a household name when um, oh, d- unleashing them DMs. Yeah, so when she did a uh, you know a porn film where she was dressed up as uh, she's done very like some very like 
racy ones, right? Uh, not racy in terms of like the racy sexual content, films? or like where she's dressed up as a nun. Um, one in one particular film, she wore uh, is it hijab? 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 Yeah, hijab. Yeah, hijab. Um, and she or, or as uh, some of those on uh, Fox News would said, a hijab. Hijab. <laughs> a hijab. <laughs> so she she wore one of those in one of her porn films where she dressed up as like a Muslim woman and sure. she was uh, getting fucked in the ass and and swallowing cum, which you know. <laughs> They don't do very graphic episodes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I don't know why Muslims didn't like that shit. Um, <laughs> Muslim men, at least. Jesus Christ! All right, now, <laughs> and, now, yeah, that shit was dope. But anyway, yeah. ISIS um, really was. They were really offended by this, and I think they sent her like death threats, and um, so it became like big news about her doing that film, and then ISIS response to it, and it's like. Is that really what you guys are worried about? ISIS? <laughs> is that your like primary is that priority one? <laughs> their game store like or yeah. their their game planning, they're like, all right, all right, P one. Uh Mia Khalifa taking cum yeah. shot on the mouth. Uh, we need oof. to take her down. <laughs> death death to Mia Khalifa. So wait, wait, I thought it was death to America. No, no, no we're going to reevaluate our priorities. Specifically yeah. Mia Khalifa. <laughs> we're, we're we're pooling funds. We're in we're in beast we're in round two of funding. We need a little bit more money. For now, let's focus on her. Uh, Small ideas for us. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh she did porn for I believe like upwards of four years. I think she's done over like thirty or forty films. Yeah. Um she recently claimed in an interview that over the course of those you know, what I, interview I, was this do you know um it was with some was porn. it like through a magazine or like was it like a podcast or uh, I, I think um uh, she did like a interview for like a web series um okay. or a magazine she mm-hmm. sat with a journalist and it was recorded and they put out the article okay. um gotcha. basically she claimed that and I'm going to say four years. Like, let's say she did porn for a total of four years. And during that time, she only made, and I want to emphasize only here. She's saying she only made $12,000 over the course of the time that she did porn and all the films that she made. And she made no money from porn when she decided to leave the industry. Sure. So she's saying she only made $12,000. I absolutely have to call bullshit here can I, there's no fucking way can i can i respond real quick jump in okay um I, there's only one of two scenarios possible either you sign the dumbest contract ever when you first started which it's not impossible right like we we hear you know uh, musicians say all the time that hey we signed these 360 deals these 360 deals death row records yeah they own literally everything my draws like they they own my boxers like I (laughs) Shug Knight was like yo are you did you did you really sign that shit (laughs) I can't believe you didn't read it (laughs) wait you're a porn star how do you have to make 12 albums for Columbia Records why did you sign that why does one have to be a double disc like (laughs) what they don't even put out CDs nowadays. <laughs> um, okay, so either you sign literally the worst contract in the history of man, or somebody was just lying to you the entire time. You're just like, okay, I guess so. Yeah. Or, or, and I'll even introduce a third uh, uh, sort of speculation. Either she's lying now. But one of those three things has to take place, right? Either you're not telling us the whole story in terms of like you signed the very worst con like but there's no way do you know how small twelve thousand dollars is? It's and and again let's let's set it across four years, right? So twelve thousand dollars spread it across four years, that's three thousand dollars a year. That's right. 
unlivable. You can't. Yeah, you can't. That's not a thing. Someone like, who works at off Walmart, right, makes more than makes three thousand dollars a month. The argument is even okay. You made either a you're getting money from somewhere else, so either you're living off of somebody, or you had another means of making money. Which in case. I don't understand like what you're saying right yeah, now. Then, then what's like, your uh, point of highlighting uh, this, right? Okay, like you go do the thing that you're doing during those four years that you're doing porn, like uh, to make money. So what I think I'm going to narrow it down. What I think is happening here is one of two things: either she's just blatantly lying, or she's only sharing certain details of her income, right? Like let's say she really did only make twelve thousand dollars. For almost the impossible, film. To, yeah, to, to and think, I, I think it's all because it, again, I think she did like let's say thirty-five films, right? Sweet spot, thirty-five. Um, that, I don't even know what that math is. That, that would make mean she made what um seven hundred and fifty dollars per per film, right? I'm not even sure now, even that. Yeah. Let's say, let's say, let's say she made five hundred dollars her shoot right and I think that's what she's doing I think she's highlighting how much she she got paid like the day of the shoot right and she's not really including the money she made afterwards like the residual income the, but maybe that's what she's saying is just that she doesn't actually like receive res- residuals or anything like that which again I would say again that you signed stupid. the worst you're, you're, contract you're just in an the idiot. history of man yeah and and, and does she want to get sympathy points for signing that stupid contract? Yeah, well, like, well, do you know what the premise was of the interview that she did? Like, so, well, so what, it, what was her like end goal with that? The whole thing was was just like clearing up misconceptions. Is what she wanted to say. Oh, like, like, what, like the misconception rich? is that she's like a millionaire and that she made millions of dollars from doing porn. And she's who's, like, no, who's who's like who's looking. At, not that I'm trying to like slide because I have zero against like Mia Khalifa. I have nothing against her. Like, yeah. what I'm saying is, is like who's like. Who's making this argument? You're a millionaire. Like, is like, is like, is the IRS like after now, her or something? Or? When I see her, I'm thinking like, there's no way you haven't made a million dollars from being in the porn I'm industry. I at don't, least, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, most people don't give a million dollars. Okay, but like, so I would say she has to have had made a million dollars at least, like personal income, like in her bank account, at least a mil. Sure. She's the number two trending. Um, Porn, like search porn star on like Pornhub, which is one of the biggest porn sites uh, in the country, right? She's got like upwards of a million followers on uh, Twitter. She's got upwards of, I think, like 10 million followers on Instagram. Yeah, you would think she'd be able to monetize it. But, okay, There's but then again, but then, then again, she never actually like, or at least simply from what you're saying, she's not, it's not as if she's saying she didn't have other ways of making money. It's just that she's saying specifically from porn. I've only made twelve thousand. Correct, and she's saying she's made no money after. However, after having left the porn industry, she still kept like the link up to um, I believe it was Pornhub, right? Now she didn't do this out of the goodness of her heart. She Pornhub was like, "Hey, we're gonna leverage your million plus followers on Twitter. We're gonna leverage your ten million plus followers on Instagram. They're gonna, gonna be able to click this link, and then." She, she had to have made money off of that. So for her to say she only made $12,000 in porn and she made no money after, despite having had the link in her buy, uh, on her pages after she left the industry, bullshit. Again, either you're lying or you're calling out a very small portion of like, I only made 12000 on set in my first 30 minutes 
across those, uh, across those four years, like you're, you're bullshitting. Um, this is a big story because a lot of people think it's bullshit. And I think what's going to happen over time is it's going to start to unravel a little bit. People are going to dig a little bit deeper and then it's going to come out that no, you're, you're, you're complete bullshit. And at the end of the day, what, what, did, what, what was this for? Was yeah. it to get her name back in the headlines? I mean, it obviously has. Yeah. Now she's gonna have more followers on Twitter, more followers on Instagram. So uh, m- yeah. maybe this was actually a smart play for her. But again, you're fucking lying about something. No, I, I think she has a flair for the uh, theatrics. Like when she, uh, I forget what NFL player was trying to like slide in her DMs, and she posted the DMs, and it was kind of just like, come on, like. I know he was trying to shoot a shot, and he perhaps it was like badging her, but it's just like, dude, like there's no. Yeah, damn. Who was that again? To. It was like it wasn't Hank Basket. No, it wasn't Hank Basket. I don't even know who the fuck Hank Basket is. I, I, he's an athlete or something. No, sort he's of married to, um, or he was married to, like the Playboy Playmate. Um, one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends, okay. former girlfriends. He married her, sure. but yeah, but you're right though. She um. She just wants the attention, right? Yeah, and uh, there's that, something here to be gained from it that she yeah. wants that maybe I'm just not sure of yet. But this was not for nothing. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that that's what this is. Is like her sort of replicating what what it was back then. But she she does clearly have a flair for like, hey, let me say something controversial and put it out there yeah. into the ether. It, it, um, doesn't Donald Trump only accept a one dollar per year salary for being president? Yeah, yeah, but. We know that that's not all the money he's making. This is pretty much what's happening all here. All those visits she, to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah that's she's all like, oh, I only made $12,000 from porn. Yeah, you're making a lot of money doing something else, and you just want to highlight I, look, that I, one I'm not even... I, okay. I, like, if she says she's made $12,000, even if she is lying, okay. None of this is consequential to anything like I, I think the only reason why it might be relevant to us here at the uh, the fade podcast is because look we're, we're all if you're again if you're sitting next to somebody who's just like hey Khalifa who's, is, that, is that like a, is that like a diplomat for the United States uh, are they helping out with like some sort of domestic something uh, is this they, Wiz Khalifa's uh, daughter uh, or something like that <laughs> if they're saying that hey hey, hey they're lying through their teeth yeah they, um, they clearly know who the fuck Mia uh, me Khalifa is uh, and, and, and look um, uh, if she's not getting residuals off of their views of <laughs> of her then she just signed a really shitty contract shouldn't have yeah. done it but oh well they got you young <laughs> yeah this is not like a, a a pressing story but I am interested in seeing like what unravels like right because this, this is gonna unravel oh, like, like how like it gets unfolded that perhaps yeah. she's not being so someone's gonna yeah. someone's gonna get her somebody's uh, her, gonna do her, her, her tax statements say. someone's gonna get her fucking uh, 2019 or 2018 uh, yeah, tax, uh, tax summary and yeah. yeah this is gonna unravel yeah uh, alright so uh, with that being said uh Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I believe it is that time again. 